Watching us today, as we did in the past when we had the Gun Barrel Coffee gentlemen on with us. And of course, you know, those of you who can see at home, guess what I'm drinking? Yeah, that's right. Gun Barrel Coffee. GunBarrelCoffee.com. They're one of the sponsors. Well, they are the sponsor of the Big Dog Show. Um, but we have another person that indirectly sp- sponsors us. That's HendersonCastle.com. They mainly sponsor our paranormal stuff and the network that I have, but, uh, Hey, welcome to the show guys. Again, please do me a favor. Go to gunbarrelcoffee.com and you may think some of the coffee prices are expensive, but if you, if you were to know what goes into this and what these guys do, it's a veteran owned company for veterans, anybody and proceeds of the sales to anything sold out of the gunbarrelcoffee.com website or their store, which is in Batavia, Illinois. I suggest you get your butt over there and go visit them. I'm going to go take a trip there here uh, soon. My wife and I are going to go have some dinner with them and, and hang with the guys. Um, proceeds, a dollar, you know, uh, proceeds from every sale go to help veteran administration uh, charities out there. You know, anybody who's helping veterans, this is what they do. Now, I'm wearing the hat, as everybody sees here on the program before we get started, and I welcome my co-host. As you see him sitting in there, I got my Zombie Moods uh, shirt on today. I'll give everybody a quick look. You know, they, they don't change. You know, there's angry, happy, sad. I love this shirt. I wear it sometimes when I go ghost hunting. But I want to welcome my co-host, uh, who who graciously accepted my invite to host with me. Now, you know, we do Dragon comes on once in a while uh, himself. We're going to have him on next week. But uh, I've got Drew. Um, uh, Ellsworth McRae with us, and uh, he heads up uh, the Midwest Parahistorical Society and uh, History's Living Mysteries. Uh, just an awesome individual. I go out ghost hunting with this guy. Um, he's just a, 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 you know, what I consider one of these crazy individuals in a good way. So, Drew, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with me and co hosting today on the Big Dog Show. Well, thanks for inviting me, Danny. I want to know when I'm going to start getting my uh, gun barrel coffee gear and fancy coffee cup and you know maybe even a little gun barrel coffee i mean yeah yeah i got a bag you know if you look behind me everybody see it kind uh, of peeking out behind that tv yeah, i got yeah, a couple yeah, of bags okay. i got a couple bags down there next time i see i'll bring you a bag i promise um okay okay they send me a little extra every time they send me some coffee and i get that question asked a lot especially from elmer boster Many of you know Elmer from our I Want to Believe show, and, uh, you know, he does Unrestricted Paranormal with me once in a while, and I keep telling Elmer, it's like, you know, I'll send you some at some point, but, you know, $12, $13, come on, Elmer, you can, you can buy some, help the guys out, um, but, Drew, I got a bag for you, I'll bring it down, you got a, you got a coffee grinder? Oh, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. All right, then you're good to go, man. They send me beans. They'll grind it for me too, but um, I'll say go over there and get some stickers from them and different things that they send. You know, um, I have a shirt. Uh, they run right around 50 bucks. I got like a 4X, which it fits me. I'd never have a problem with the, the belly, even though I got a little bit of a belly, you know. Um, it's always the Don't shoulders. we all at our age? It, it's my shoulders, man. I, I don't know what it is. I'm not saying I'm, I'm King Kong. It's just that I got very wide shoulders. Mm-hmm. And when I go to put anything off the rack that's 3X or 4X, it'll fit me everywhere. And I, the minute I go like this, you know. So it's one of those things, but I thank the guys immensely uh, for their love and support. And I want to ask all of you guys, as I do on every program, and I'm sure that Drew can chime in on this too. It's like, how in the hell are you folks? Are you holding up? Is everybody still holding up? I ask you all the time. We're all standing in the tall grass. We're watching the circus train go by and Mm -hmm. we're waving at the clowns in the window. We know who those clowns are. Oh yeah, we know exactly who they are. Uh, one of the the lead clown just gave a state of the union speech this week, and I don't. I, I talk a little politics here, but I just want to remind you. I don't know who the I. You know, some people said Iranians, but if you watch his speech, folks, go back and watch his speaks. His speech. But I'm I'm doing it. I'm turning into Joe. Um, he says, Iranians. Now I I have never met a Iranian. I I don't. Iranians is what somebody thought he had said, but he says Uranians. And you can even Uranians see are from Uranus. <laughs> right. That's what I said, Drew. I said, I think they're from the planet Uranus. Um, but you you saw the ambassador look up at him too, like, like who's Uranians? Um, you know, this guy's a buffoon. He's an empty suit. I, I love there's a, a painting that somebody had done out there that, you know, shows the presidential suit and it's up there giving a speech, you know, and there's nobody, it's invisible. There's nobody in the suit. Um, and the evil behind him, you know, the facial expressions and, you know, uh, Pelosi back there doing this whole, I, yeah, you smiling at some crazy bastard in the audience. I don't know what's going on. It's, it's a crazy train, man. And to hear some of the stuff that he said, did you see it, Drew? Have you seen any parts of that speech? No, I have more important things to do with my life than, uh, <laughs> right. uh, 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 you know, uh, God, I could think of 150,000 other things I'd better rather do than sit and watch the State of the Union address, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I am not a big, I'm, I'm not a Biden fan in any way, shape, or form. Right. I respect the man because he's a stutterer. And he's overcome that stuttering thing. He's had his whole life when he gives speeches that still don't explain how he manages to stick his own head up his ass a lot of times when he's speaking, but he doesn't sit up there and stutter. So, I mean, I have the respect for the man overcoming his stuttering issue. He's had his whole life, but. Uh, well, on what, top like, of the, like, on like top you of said, the- hi kids, we're going to be yeah. performing in the next city over. Yeah, right, right. And and the lies. I mean, this guy has been busted every year of his career, every freaking year of his career, plagiarizing people, lying about his college degrees. He, he continues to do it. That's my that's my <laughs> anyway. Well, well you know, an honorary about. degree is still a degree. Well, there's some degrees he never attended the university. That's what I'm saying. He's, oh. he's, he's, uh, yeah, there's there's an expose out there where early in his career he was called out on that, and then he apologized for it. But then 
you know, you'll still hear, he still does it. He's, he'll still say it. He'll still repeat the same things. And I don't want to get into that whole thing. My whole, my whole point about this, uh, you know, state of the union folks was, you know, I, I make no secret on here. I vote on the right side of the uh, aisle. Mostly. Um, I don't consider myself a Republican Republican. I'm definitely not a Democrat, but I'm, I'm liberal too, though. When li- liberal meant something that was, you know, real. The, the liberals have hijacked that term because they're all socialists and communists. We can just be honest about that because it's the truth. But I'm very liberal in a lot of things, too. I don't want the government in my house, my business. You know, I'm not very fond of the government. I love this country. Doesn't mean I have to love the government because they, we put those people in there, some of us, and then we're all upset at, at things that are going on. Let's just think about that for a second. But... um I'm just saying, a, a lot of things that he said in there were things that he took right from uh, Trump's speech a few years before, and all of us are sitting back here, you know, like, um, weird, you're now repeating things that the former president had done, you know, when he ran the country, and we didn't have, you know, over now 50% inflation, and my, ga- you know, and we've been spoiled for a long time, don't send hate mail to me, Maybe Drew agrees with me. You know, we've been spoiled as the United States of America with gas prices. Let's be honest. Because if you were to rate those against anybody in Canada and, and Europe and other places where they're buying gas, we're cheap. Even at $4 a gallon, we're cheap. But my point Very is... Very cheap. Yeah, my point is this whole Ukraine thing too, guys, you know, um, to continually, you know, you shut down our oil industry here, this buffoon. And then to go and buy it from Russia, of all people who want to invade everybody in the world, apparently, uh, and set off nuclear weapons because Putin has lost his, his goddamn mind. Uh, you know, it's a thing. It's a thing. And I, I heard Mitch McConnell, who I'm not a big fan of because he flip-flops all the time. He actually defended Trump and said something last night that I finally applauded him for, which is like, listen, when, when Trump was running the show, he didn't do this, this crap. Now, you can, you can argue with me all day long out there. Send me hate mail about how who sold out what and who did what. We know the Bidens were involved in very uh, various amounts of corruption in the Ukraine. We know that. But I'm talking about the everyday person that lives there, guys. These people wanted freedom. They, had, they have freedom. They have votes. Despite some of the corruption that's going on, nobody deserves to have their, com- their country invaded and have people shot and murdered in the streets. Period. That's just, it's the wrong thing to do, okay? So... Going back to this, you know, it's like, and, and we're buying, we're buying gas from the Russians after knucklehead shut down all of our drilling and stuff. Remember when, when our, I'm, we know who he is, Trump. Remember when president Trump was running the show? We had our own fuel. We weren't not, we were not buying from anybody. We were actually selling, <laughs> we were actually selling gas. And whether you think fracking and all this other stuff is good or not, the point is we were independent from everybody else. Now we're not. And he still will not take steps. I'm going to leave it on this. And we'll talk. We'll get into some humor, some fun talk. But guys, you know, why would you do that to the country? And then now with this going on, you still sit on your ass and you, you will not stop that. You will not go back to what we were doing to honestly hurt this guy where, in his wallet where it hurts to get him to stop this invasion. And then if we're going to allow a dictator to constantly threaten everybody in the world, that I'll push the button, I'll push the button. Okay, well, we're going to call you on that. And nine times out of ten in the past, depending on how insane the person was, you get you following me, right, Drew? You know, remember Mr. North Korea who was like, I'm going to blow you all up. And it, yeah, okay, bring it on. 
Oh yeah. We'll be yeah oh first, yeah. We, you'll be the first to hear our jets overhead, you know? Um, you don't have that now. And I heard somebody not too long ago make one of the best analogies that these people like him in Russia and China <laughs> and North Korea, they're like wolves. And when wolves see somebody who is weak, they pounce. They wait for the right time and they pounce. And that's exactly what we're watching here. And and I'm a little worried. I mean, I'm not trying to worry about it every minute, every day, but I keep telling my wife, I said, yeah, it takes one with everything going on. It takes one incident. It takes one thing to go sideways with what's happening right now. And we're in it. <laughs> Everybody's in it. If NATO yep. decides to do what they say they're not going to do and things start, there's bullets and things start flying, man, we're in it. I mean, there's just no way around it. And then where do we go? But I don't want to doom and gloom everybody. So, you know, we're, we're here to have fun and have, have some fun talk outside our, you know, I don't want to use that word outside our dementia ridden, uh, chief in command, you know, there you uh, go. my wife and I, yeah, my wife and I used to take care of dementia patients, Drew, you and I talked about this before and I see everything there, everything that's people that we used to take care of. Every, oh all of yeah. Them. Yeah. You, you, I take care of the wife's grandmother. Uh, since I work here from home with, uh, you know, Living History's Mysteries on YouTube and Midwest Parahistoric Society. Um, and she has dementia. And she's starting okay. to get that onset of Alzheimer's. So, yeah, believe me, I know. And I've known since the beginning. You know, they yeah. picked the oldest man who's ever been president in our country as a figurehead. Yeah. Just yeah. hoping and praying that he broke <laughs> off and Kamala would take over and then they would wind up doing something to her and guess who's president after that yeah yeah so. mitch mcconnell called it as he saw it i mean he, he had some harsh words last night and that's un, unusual for him you know to to say some things and he said you know need to, you know biden should not be there he's a puppet and he's ruled by all these liberal green you know, these green energy people that are in his cabinet and around him that, that pushed him into place. Uh, they're all calling the shots and we know that to be true. I want green energy too. We can have that alongside of what we have, but you can't get rid of carbon. It's, it take years for us to get rid of our carbon, you know, reliance on energy. Um, I'm sorry. I like putting gas in my car and I like driving my car around. And like, you, now if you can give me an alternate, car that runs on batteries that is not tearing up the environment have you seen those battery companies and what they do to the, the environment it, it's horrible so there's got to be a better way i don't know we're, oh, we're yeah. Gonna do, yeah you know it's just it's just a thing um i still believe a lot of america you know in america and i always will i love that flag respect that flag i love my peeps and i love my liberal friends too as i said I don't shout you down when I got a difference of opinion. I'll tell you how I feel and what I think, but that doesn't mean that I'm hundred percent right. You know, it doesn't mean I'm right. That's just my opinion. Yep. I just try to call things as I see it, but man, you guys yell at us, call us Nazis. I don't know when that became a thing. Well, I do, but that's the thing. If I don't agree with you, I'm a racist and a Nazi. Isn't that funny? They even say that to black people, <laughs> people of color, black, Mexican, yellow. I've seen them do it. It's nuts. I don't want to harp on this. How's everybody doing? How are you doing? 2020 has started off as a shithole. Am I the only one that's thinking, here we go again? We're going to do, a, you know, 2022, 20, 2022 again. You see the wordplay there? Anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's just it's a copy you know we have we've had weird celebrity deaths we've had this thing going on in ukraine we had the thing in canada which i support the truckers support the usa truckers do your thing man do your thing I don't want mandates. I, I, COVID has affected me too. I know, Drew, it's affected you personally, but I just don't think that we should be told that we have to do something. If it's something that we should do that is for our own safety, we make our own decisions, you know? Yep. Jeez, oh, Pete. You are correct. Jeez, oh, Pete. How about some of the jokes of the day? Let's do some jokes of the day before we go to any kind of a music break. We're going to talk a while today because Drew's on here, and I was really, I was throwing some really terrible jokes at his morning coffee show. And uh, it, it was fun. I just figured, yeah, I'm just going to just keep doing it. It's, it was the ones that I could remember because I got a terrible memory. Oh, me too. Um, since my well, I write everything <laughs> down. I do too. I have notepads and shit all over the place in here because I can never. And my own passwords. My own passwords. Getting old sucks, doesn't it? I love his cup. I actually got a Punisher cup, but mine's a big giant tumbler like this, and it's got the Punisher on it. Love it. Seeing you drink from that this morning, I should have used my other cup. But we want to give the guys a shout-out at Gun Barrel. And Henderson Castle, hendersoncastle.com. You know, guys, go check it out. Drew's investigated at Henderson Castle. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. place. Yeah, Very. We've had a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun. You know, um, let's turn this tide of political stuff into into some funny stuff, you know. Um, I'm going to read it's, from the... It's time for some poops and giggles. It's poops and giggles. I'm going to read from the endlessly engrossing reader today, folks, as I always do on the show. And uh, I picked a, a portion out here which seemed to fit us, Drew and I, because we're both paranormal investigators. It's called Cheating Death. So I'm sure you'll, I'm oh, sure you'll thought, enjoy that segment. I thought you meant it was dyslexic. It might be. Okay. Dyslexic and a little slow. I think that describes me. That's, that's, sure. that's I mean, that fits us. Yeah, without using, you know, politically incorrect words. Listen, folks, you're safe over here on this show. You know, maybe Facebook might hear it. Maybe I'll get banned. I don't know. But, you know, when you see somebody who who suffers from, and, and I, I never make fun of, I don't know. I just better, I just better back away from that because I said I, I will use the word because sometimes I don't know how else to, to describe something because, Maybe that's my generation, and you know, people like, well, we don't like that word. You shouldn't use that word. I'm like, well, um, I I worked at a place called uh, YOU here in Kalamazoo, and I took care of mentally retarded children and emotionally retarded children, uh, handicapped children, and I was a teacher's aide. And this is what we did: we would teach them how to, you know, live in life. And I was uh, responsible for helping teaching them to conduct checking accounts and stuff so that they could be somewhat independent. And what you would find is retention level would be zero. And it's not a very nice word, but it does re it does explain the condition <coughs> in which they're suffering. Right. And I know that some point over the years, many years, people would use that term, you know, uh, to say something was not right. And it didn't make sense because, you know, the R word, I, I'm yeah, scared to say it because I don't want hate mail. You know, in, in in our household, we don't use the the R word. We'll we'll either use artard or we'll use right. dirt to dirt. Dirt to dirt. Yeah, that's my favorite. This, hey man, hey man. You know, and it's not to be, I you know, it's not to be mean to those people, but it's it's a joke, folks. It's meant to be funny. Stop, 
What? What? I hear all of you out there. It, listen, it, it's a joke. It's meant to be funny. Stop being so it's, damn serious it, in your life. It's like my wife says, get that stick out of your ass and smile once in a while. Christ. Yeah. yeah. You heard the man. Stop living life like it's going to end tomorrow. You know, I got bad news for all of you. We're not coming out of this alive. Nobody's nobody's making it out of the end of the show, which is life, the show of life oh, I, alive. Hell, I thought you meant I thought you meant <laughs> you life get, itself. I started saying get, nobody's gonna come out of this life alive. We're not. We're not. I do mean that. I, but I, once I said show, I I thought maybe you were in panic mode, like getting ready to grab a sword or a gun there. Um, we'll make it out of the show alive, but yeah, this show called Life, guys, this reality, which you know, we are we are mortal individuals which means that you're you're you know physically you don't make it out at the end i'm sorry to disappoint you so i tell everybody enjoy the time you have man laugh at the world laugh at people laugh at yourself you know every morning i get up in front of the mirror naked i laugh at myself somebody should what it that's been a hard realization my friend I don't mean to make you crack up, but I, that's been a hard, you know, I look at myself like I'm not the man I used to be. Isn't that, isn't that scary? Ever since I hit 45 years old, I, I leave the lights off in the bathroom and I prepare for my day in the dark. <laughs> right. However, I, however I walk out of that room is better than how I walked into it. So I don't want to see myself naked. I know my wife sure don't at my age. Then again, you well, know, I'm. 53 she's 42 so i mean you know if she ever really got drunk she could do better so i mean jesus christ yeah i i would probably have to i would probably have to say that on my end too i keep asking her why you know all everything that's out there but i'm glad she's here i get what you're saying man i i say the same thing you know we turn the lights off now more than we ever did isn't that funny uh it is it's sad but it's funny at the same time but I'm the one that always has to have some sort of light on because I, you know, I don't, I want to see my wife's, I talk about boobs here. Here we go. Here's our left turn on the show you were waiting for. I love my wife's tits. Okay. We like, <laughs> I like tits. I didn't even use a blinker. I didn't even use a blinker. It came up on the sidewalk and everything. Um, yeah. yeah. I love my wife's tits. They're, they're gorgeous. And you know, uh, other aspects. I want to see what a Yes, they is. are. You know, would you work on a car without a light on? What? Is that a bad analyzation? I, w I <laughs> was going to do a cow thing, but I'm like, that. the women would take that totally wrong. <laughs> would you milk a cow in the dark? It's like, you know, that's that's not a good, that's not a, don't send me hate mail. Again, ladies, don't send me hate mail. If you do, send it to Mike McKelly at 1077, even though he's not you there can, anymore. You can send it. He's got big shoulders. Yeah, I got a, I, you know, I got a special filing cabinet for any hate mail you send me. It's right here. It's, just, it's where I keep all my hate mail. Um, yeah, I mean, would you work on a car in the dark? No, right? A little light. I mean, we got a little, we call it our little sexy lights, a little lamp, you know, a little glow in the room so you can kind of see what you're doing. Because, you know, if you go down under the hood, guys, <laughs> if you go down under the hood, again, you want to be able to see what you're doing messing with. I'm just saying. That, that sounds so terrible, doesn't it? I'm, I'm really glad that you touched on the whole deal, you know, about how, about, you know, your wife, you know, loving you and, 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 and everything else. You know, the day I married my wife, we were dancing at our reception and I whispered in her ear, why me? 
you're young, yeah. you're beautiful. You had your choice of anyone. And she looked at me and she smiled just so beautifully. And she said, it was all the years of really bad drugs. Right. Uh, well, it happens. And I kissed her on the cheek and I said, thanks for being honest, bitch. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and I got glaucoma. So, you know. <laughs> Whoa, it's not the Rona. That's funny. That's yes, funny. yes. Not the Rona. He's safe, guys. I was I was going to say, you know, you're at your wedding reception. We're dancing. We're having a good time. Then we realized we're in the wrong wedding building. We're in, we're in the wrong reception building. Yeah, that's happened. That's happened to people. I got a story for you. You know, um, I remember reading this a while back on the show, that probably a year or two years ago. And um, it was about this couple. And I saw this on Fox News. So, and I had to share it with the audience. So I'm going to share it with everybody again. So there's this couple and, you know, they're, they're drug druggies, you know, they're selling and using and whatnot. Well, one of their, their family members got arrested. Is that you or me? That's me. Um, one of their family members got arrested. And so this, these two people who, who are these drug heads, um, go to, they want to go to jail so they can visit their family member. Right. So they pull into the parking lot and as they're getting out of the car, as they're getting out of the car, um, in front of policemen in the parking lot, some of their drug stuff falls out of the car. So they get the, they get the uh, Darwin award. And then here's the best part. So not only (laughs) what he's doing. So not only did, did their drug stuff fall out of the car, Um, they get arrested and they're and that's how you get away or get the spam callers to hang up. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> yep. Yep. I always do the old person. Like I can't hear you. And I hang up. Um, I, I, I just keep saying hello over again. After a while, they get mad and hang up. That that's, there you go, guys. Listen to his advice or go, hello, hello, who you call? Yeah, and then just hang up, you know. Again, either, either that or as they talk, I'll be saying, like, I appreciate your return call. The 495.95 that you submitted for the contractual obligation on your part has been taken from your bank account. Yep, thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks for that money. My mother lost her leg in a shark accident, and uh, now we can re- replace it. Yeah. Um, wow, that was terrible. So back to what I was saying. So I got to back up now, I guess, because I lost where the hell I was in the story. So this, 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 this drug, these druggies. So their family member gets arrested for drug, you know, stuff, and they're going to go visit him in the local jail. So, you know, they're drug heads. So they pull up to the parking lot as they're getting out of the car, their drug stuff falls out. And of course there's police officers in the parking lot at the jail. They see this, they go over and they're arrested. So, you know, they're arrested or put in jail. So to add insult to injury, um, not only are you, do they get the Darwin Award for being stupid and taking their drugs with them to the police station of all places in the car, in the parking lot where police park and policemen are coming and going, they were at the wrong jail in a different County. So I asked myself, how much drugs are you on? That's, that's a real story. That is a real story, man. 
That's just too funny. Um, I got Drew uh, Ellsworth with me today. Ellsworth McRae. McRae. Um, and we're going to take a quick uh, break with some rock and roll music, as always, here on the Big Dog Show. We'll be back for more talk and fun and just, just banter about nothing and yet everything. It's kind of like a really bad Seinfeld uh, show on steroids. Yeah, on drugs or something. I don't know what you would call it. But I want you to keep in mind boobs, beer in America. We're going to talk about all of those, you know, when we come back. Um, again, fun things to talk about. I'm going to scope this man's mind to see what his favorite beers might be. But I want you to bear in mind when you listen to the rock and roll, I'll have some ads in there. Just remember our sponsor, Gun Barrel Coffee, gunbarrelcoffee.com. Okay, go over there. Just download it. Check out their store. They got popcorn and beef jerky and I, I, it'd take me hours hot sauces from many different people who are making these products too not just these guys they carry an array of products made by other individuals and proceeds from all those sales go to help veterans so i think it's a good try product. out gun barrel prophylactics at gun barrel <laughs> yeah they might even have those i i think i may have joked with them about that yeah glow in the dark glow in the dark rubbers that's got guaranteed to blow the end of your barrel straight out wow there's another left turn. Um, you may, you totally messed up my train of thought. Oh, yeah, and uh, Henderson Castle, <laughs> hendersoncastle.com. Um, make sure you go check those guys out. It's an 1895 bed and breakfast, folks. Uh, yours truly does historic uh, dinner ghost tours there. Once a month, you can go over there and book your next stay there if you come to Kalamazoo, Michigan. Um, everybody, we'll be back for more right after this. Hey, you listening to this podcast, I've got a message for you. If you've drank the rest, now drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. We are the Gun Barrel Coffee Incorporated team. We are united by the love of coffee, guns, freedom, and America. What started as a hobby has turned into a high-quality home-roasted coffee enjoyed by family, friends, and now the public. We are proud to donate a portion of our proceeds to the organizations who support those who serve, those who protect and defenders of our rights and freedom. Accept no other substitutes. You've had the rest. Now drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. You can find the guys at GunBarrelCoffee.com.
Bring the action. When you hear this in the club, you're gonna turn the shit up. You're gonna turn the shit up. You're gonna turn the shit up. When we up in the club, all eyes on us. All eyes on us. All eyes on us. See the boys in the club. They watching us. They watching us. They watching us. Everybody in the club. All eyes on us. All eyes on us. All eyes on us. I wanna scream and shout and let it all out. And scream and shout and let it out. We saying oh we oh we oh we oh. We saying oh we oh we oh we oh. I wanna scream and shout and let it all out. And scream and shout and let it out. We saying oh we oh we oh we oh. You are now now rocking with. Well, I am in Britney, bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bring the action. Rock and roll. Everybody, let's lose control. All the bottom, we let it go. Going fast, we ain't going slow. No, no. Hey, yo. Hear the beat, now let's hit the flow. Drink it up and then drink some more. Light it up and let's let it blow, blow, blow. Hey, yo, rock it out, rock it now. If you know what we talking about, burn it up and burn down the house, house, house. Hey, yo, turn it up and don't turn it down. Here we go, we gon' shake the ground. Cause everywhere that we go, we bring the action. When you have this in the club, you gotta turn the shit up. You gotta turn the shit up. You gotta turn the shit up. When we up in the club, all eyes on us. All eyes on us. All eyes on us. You see them girls in the club. They looking at us. They looking at us. They looking at us. Everybody in the club. All eyes on us. All eyes on us. All eyes on us. I wanna scream and shout and let it all out. And scream and shout and let it out. We saying oh we oh we oh we oh. We saying oh we oh we oh we oh. I wanna scream and shout and let it all out. And scream and shout and let it out. We saying oh we oh we oh we oh. You are now now rocking with. Well, I am in Britney, bitch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It goes on and on and on and on. When me and you party together, I wish this night would last forever. Cause I was feeling down, now I'm feeling better. Ever, 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 ever. I wanna scream and shout and let it all out 
Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Thoughts of suicide may feel impossible to overcome, but with help and support, you can find hope and meaning. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK to speak to a counselor or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. It's free. It's confidential. It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And even if it feels like it, you're not alone. Take a stand. Take a stand. Take a stand. Like my brother did, when he wouldn't take no for an answer. Like my wife did, when she asked the right questions. Like my friend did, when she made the call. You stood by us when we were in uniform, so stand by us now. Take a stand for those who served our country. If you're a veteran in crisis, or no one who is, the Confidential Veterans Crisis Line is here for you. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. Oh yeah. Mmm. Mm. Oh, yeah.
back to the show as i was just telling our tv audience or internet audience here in the big dog show on facebook that's where you can watch and listen to some of our episodes not everything i don't put everything over there but i put up uh you know memes and little things here and there uh some special stories but go to facebook.com slash the big dog show uh or big dog show in and of itself there's no the just big dog show if you look for the uh there's a few people out there who since i've been doing this for jesus 12 13 years probably longer than that um you'll see our little pinup then you'll know you're on the right page it's a uh, girl pinup up against i think a champagne glass or something uh, i want to thank stacy lee <clears throat> for putting that together for me also you can hear this program okay you can on Saturdays, that's why we're doing this show, because it'll be ready for tomorrow. Uh, you can hear us, you're, and or you're listening to us right now. You're probably hearing us right now. You're not seeing us, but you will hear us over at unrestrictedradio.com. Uh, that download is free. Tell your friends, your neighbors, your family members. Hell, even the family members you don't like. Okay, tell them. It might, it might repair some burnt bridges. I don't know. I, I always say that. I don't know. Um, it's free. You can listen on your phone, anywhere you're at. And you can Bluetooth in your car. I don't know what the hell I'm saying. You can Bluetooth it, Joe Biden slip, uh, in your car anytime. And you can listen to this show, The Big Dog Show, which sometimes I put it on at 6, 6.30. Sometimes it's at 7. Our standard time is 7 p.m. Um, sometimes we go a little long, and so I'll put it on a little earlier in the day. But rest assured, if you go over there and you listen on Saturday or check their schedule on Unrestricted Radio, you'll find us. Um, there's a lot of great DJs and everything on that, that radio station. It's internet radio and we play a lot of things that stations will not play, uh, uh, you know, or don't play. We have anything from rock to punk music, metal, classical, international. Uh, we're hooked up with reverb nation and we have a lot of bands from all over the world that come on that network. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and I end up playing some of their stuff here on occasion, like my good friends at tomb of Nick cage, give them a shout out tomb of nick cage and i um, can't wait to see them play live yeah you know i'm really gonna push and push 
you know, she said 89%. I think they're close to 90%, about 100% being here. Um, rest assured what Drew's talking about. And everybody, please welcome Drew back to the show. He's my co-host today on the Big Dog Show. Appreciate There's, it. That's a silent round of applause that, that I know they're giving. Uh, yeah, but we, I heard them. I heard them. I, I heard I heard probably a thousand. Hi, Drew. Yeah, yeah, probably did. You probably did. Because, you know, the twos of threes of people that listen to this program. The twos anybody? of threes? The twos of threes. Um, I do want to give a shout out uh, to my uh, brothers and sisters who wear, wear the blue. Um, you know, I've got a few of them uh, in Downriver. Uh, so, hey, guys. Uh, as I said, I won't use your names anymore. But uh, uh, him and his uh, fiance, uh, I think she's going back to work at Ann Arbor police department so thank you for doing what you do there uh other one you know thanks for doing what you're doing down river um officer from our kalamazoo uh, ghostbuster group he does local stuff here at kalamazoo city pd so thanks for being out there uh young man um i'm glad that you're out there keeping us safe and as well as another member of the coalition who is now a sheriff's deputy uh up in grayling and uh i'm you know he's got stories to tell i told these guys drew when they went into that work that I, I barely touched the surface of working as a law enforcement officer, but I told them, you know, I actually, you know, I thought I'd seen things there on my ride alongs and stuff, you know, but I tell them that when I went into security work, working at private corporations and corporations, mm -hmm. and I did that for 17 years, I was seeing more sometimes than the police officers were. And when I would get together with the, the police officers that I knew or people that I worked closely with, you know, in, in the departments, especially Kalamazoo County Sheriff here, um, I'd tell them things or they'd come and help me with stuff. And they're like, oh, my God. I, oh, I thought brother, I saw, tell me. I, yeah, I said, I thought I saw a lot when I was, I'm doing police work. But what in the world? You guys are just security people. Like, I see, there's the miss. There's the misnomer, I think. Everybody thinks that we're sitting around eating donuts. We're some old fat guy or we're 80. You know, I had these guys, you know, in companies where I worked, but they think we're all 89 years old and, you know, we're just a laughing stock. I, I got news mm -hmm. for you. There, a lot of the corporations and companies I work for, armed and unarmed, this is the real deal. You know, we didn't hire people that were untrained. Um you know, and there were places I worked where I worked for some buffoons. It, it, it gives to a lot of funny stories, but you know, you know, oh, I, I, did, I did too. I did. Too. Right. Right. And, and I took my job serious and, and it was serious because, you know, we're that first line of protection for the people that we're working for. Plus we're also that first line of proactive, you know, um, status, I guess, as I want to say, you know, for preventing things to happen again and again at certain places. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're in there and you're a buffoon, and again, we know them, we've seen them. I've worked at a company where there were some sites like that, and that's okay. You know, that, that kind of warranted, you could just sit at a desk and eat donuts all day and just watch the door, you know? Um, I don't well, know. I don't want to get all weird, but... Before you go on, I, I have a, you, you know, I used to work security too. Yes. Please and, uh, my, my very first security job was in, uh, Houston, Texas. And, uh, I worked at an international industrial complex when Y2K hit. Oh boy. And, you know, everybody thought, of course, you know, we had a, we had a key bank main bank there that had over a million dollars in the safe. You know, everybody thought when midnight hit, computers were going to shut down. 
the gates were going to automatically lift, the automatic locks were going to unlock. We had four vehicles blow our back chain property at 10 minutes after midnight. And they had actually armed us. None of us were licensed to carry, but they armed us because they didn't know who was going to try to storm the bank or the Scottish oil company and stuff. These people blew the gates in four-wheel drive trucks. And we jumped in the car. We took off out there. We had them at gunpoint when Harris County Sheriff showed up on the property. It was a bunch of teenagers out four-wheel driving and accidentally blew the gate. So here's little kids peeing on themselves going, Don't tell my dad. Don't tell my mom. Ah. So, yeah, you see all kinds of weird stuff when you work security at, at private oh, corporations yeah. Oh, yeah. or industrial parks or whatever. So, oh, yeah. That's a good story. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's right. I there, I couldn't tell you how many times it's the young young people or people who were, it's their first year in college, you know. And so it's their first time away from home. They think they're just going to act up and party like every, like they see on TV or they hear from all their friends. And I will tell you, I... I, maybe we should sit down. We could write a book about security stuff, but I wanted to write one years ago about, do you know what your kids really do when they go to college? Because the insane amount of stuff, like you just said, you know, and, and they will tell you, well, I, I didn't know. Well, it clearly says on the sign here to keep out. It clearly says, you know, that, you know, if you, if you come in here that you will be prosecuted, uh, a lot of stuff like that would happen. And, you know, we would watch guys. We we used to we used to treat a lot of the students when I worked at uh, Kalamazoo College. I'll I'll say the name. Um, we had an influx of people coming over from Western, which is Western Michigan University, which was right next door. So, but I couldn't tell you how many times at, at K College it'd be these these young guys first time at school, and they you know we'd watch them take a home tools kit that you can buy. You can still buy these. You know, it's got a halo hammer and screwdriver and pliers and you know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I couldn't tell you how many times we've come across guys, you know, a group of guys trying to get into a janitor's closet or, or something that we could see. And we, we, we would watch them for five minutes. We'd let them hang themselves with enough rope. And then I would cover the exit and my buddy would go in and, and confront them. My partner, Boz. And, uh, same thing, you know, well, we just wanted to see what was in there. So you do realize that's breaking and entering. This is college property. You know, local laws and state laws apply here. Um, you know, we were bonded when we worked there, which meant that we had arresting power, and we were considered faculty members too. And so, you know, we always let them off with a slap. We'd confiscate their tools, you know, and, and tell them, "Don't do this crazy stuff again, man. I'm giving you a free a free ride." And they would turn out to be some of the best people. They would remember that, and we were like that more more than not. But the outside element. I got to tell folks, we have a area here in Kalamazoo called the North Side, which is pretty much kind of a, a ghetto. It, well, it is. It's, and, it's uh, on they're, the they're, North Side. Yeah. And it, it, it it's, isn't that weird? It is, uh, it's literally, I mean, literally starts across the street from the college. And it, Drew, if you've been to Kalamazoo, maybe you know where I'm talking about. So it's. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy thing. So we would have people coming over all the time, breaking into cars. And again, my, my buddy and I worked that Friday, Saturday night shift. We'd catch them constantly. And it got, a, it got to be, Drew, where I we were taking turns in street clothes 
hiding in buildings because we had a, a rash of thefts that, you know, they were staggering their time, just like we were staggering in patrols and doing things that we finally reached a point where we caught somebody, you know, um, and it just became a thing. So, and the students streaking, which leads us, it's a good segue to, to talk about boobs. So boobs. Yeah. before, before, and ladies, ladies, please do not be upset. That will come later in the show as, as always promised. You know, I, I received permission years ago. I still have it written in my archives and my email from Joe Walsh himself to play this song on the big dog show. And, uh, it's your, you know, some of you, it's your favorite thing. And as I will tell you, when we get to that point, please don't do this while you're at work. Cause you know, employer may not appreciate it as much as we will, but, uh, yeah, the streaking was a trip, Drew. It was, uh, it went from three or four students to a dozen. <laughs> there was a time I went into a building, buddy. And I hear all this, this, they waited for me, Drew. They waited for me to get into this building and I'm doing lockdowns of the classrooms and stuff, securing the building. And I heard a roar from a crowd out in the quad that I just crossed where nobody was out there. And I, I got up on a balcony in the second floor of one of the classrooms and I looked out and there must've been 500 people out there. No, no, no joke. In a matter of 15 minutes, they were waiting for me to disappear. And I look up at the top of the hill. There's probably a hundred students with no clothes on. I'll never forget this. And I'm I'm waiting for my partner Boz to come in. He's he's due in in about 45 minutes. You know he's outside of Kalamazoo, and and we have you know phone radio and phone on our our walkie talkies. Oh, and I'm poor Boz missed it. No, no, oh no, no, no. I, I oh, it was okay. so many people. Um, I, there's no way I could get it under control. And we were under orders to call the city. And I really didn't want to do that, but I thought I got to call him. Um, Bob's got there first, but I was telling him I got I got hundreds and hundreds of people here in the quad. Uh, I saw six packs and people were drinking forty ounces. You know, I mean, it was stupid. And all in a matter of fifteen minutes, man, they planned this. They've been waiting <coughs> um, because we're going in the June for graduation, so a lot of them were seniors. This is a thing they used to do, guys, at the college where. They would streak in the middle of the night. Like I said, three or four people, we were okay. We'd let them run down. They'd touch the historical marker, and then run back up to the church, you know, and we'd, like, just get your clothes on, and we'd talk with them, have, pat them on the back, have a good night. You know, it's a thing. It was it was a prank. It's just like whatever. You know, it's your passage of right, your your rite of passage, you know, there at the good school. Job. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Good job. Good job. Yeah. So... Anyway, so yeah, Boz gets there. Police are on the way. The minute to hear, the minute the city police hear, you know, naked people streaking with a bunch of women and stuff, or you busted somebody smoking marijuana out in the open, you know, six, seven cars, they, they're on it, especially with naked people. So, and I think it was more for the side, you know, it, it, arresting it, anybody, but. It's really funny you mentioned, you know, sitting there, happened to call the city police about it and everything. Before I done my morning, uh, coffee, my morning coffee and chat live stream on the on the YouTube channel earlier, I was watching um, um, Family Guy moments and stuff, and uh, they happened to play that one where Joe. Uh, Swanson and another police officer showed up at Quagmire's door. He had this real cute little blonde with him and uh, they came to the door and he's like, Hey Joe, what's up? He goes, did you, uh, did you have sex with this underage girl? He goes, Oh Joe, I don't want to go to jail. He goes, just Quagmire. 
we're going to have to take you in for this or, uh, you know, inappropriate actions with a minor. He goes, okay, but first let me send these pictures to my friends. And he sent the picture and, and Joe's phone goes, tick, 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 tick. And, and Joe picks it up and says, oh God, she's hot. You're sick. You know, and it's like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's probably, probably how it actually happened, uh, guys and gals, with, with Danny finding all the naked people on the hill. It's like radio, cell phone, radio, cell phone. Oops. Nope, nope. I, I barely had a, I think I barely had a flip phone at that point. You know, this is oh, a while back. Oh. Yeah, this is a while back. We're talking 98, 99. So, you know, um, I barely had a flip phone, but you're not too far because they're, they're, cars were pulling up i'm leaving a lot out of the story so drew cars are pulling up and you can see that some of them are wearing their western university shirts and some football players so now people from western are pulling up there this this grew to about two thousand people it kind of made the news so wow yeah so as i go out there and boz finally shows up um we're just grabbing beer from people as they're running down the hill there were people who were naked that had you know, forties and, and they were running with a six pack and we just started confiscating beer and some of the people listened to us and they left the quad. But by the time it was all said and done, the city showed up, there was about two, 2000 people or more down there. No joke. And we still had people running naked. And so I cornered them on the Hill and, and I had, I had to get the bullhorn out of our patrol car and I'm yelling at them that I need everybody to get dressed and, and vacate, or I'm going to have to make arrests because the president of the college was tired of this. You know, it's one thing when there's two or three people, like I said, running down the middle of the night, this is different. And he said, no more kid gloves. And he's in his house a block away. He has no idea what's going on right now. And I might add, let me add the time of day. It's 345, 330 in the afternoon. And, and also, here's the part of the story where it gets funny. There is a wedding going on in that chapel at the top of the hill with people and their families. Yeah, I see you holding back the laugh. So it's so this is going on. So when when I they wouldn't listen to me, the group that was there were a few people who got dressed because they didn't you know they don't want to jeopardize graduating and this kind of thing because this is a serious thing. It now turns into a thing where they'll have to go before the judicial, and then they got to explain why they were running around with no damn clothes on. So <laughs> at this point. The people that were getting mouthy with it, it was probably 40 or 50 of them that refused to get dressed because, you know, it's a liberal school. We got our rights. Uh, police officer stepped up and said, okay, I'm going to ask this man if he wants me to put you under arrest. And if he tells me to arrest you, we're, we're going to start handcuffing and arresting, arresting people. And they kept getting snotty with me. And these are students that used to be real friendly and they were just drunk. And, you know, so I had him handcuff the leader of the group who I had helped this kid a week earlier recover his stolen property from his car because I caught the people that stole his goods. And now he's treating me like a jerk. So I got a little upset and I'm like, okay, arrest him. And as soon as the handcuffs went on, you heard a big moan from thousands of people because they're watching the scene. They're watching the, yeah, they're watching the, oh, you can't do that. And I said, and they start handcuffing the rest of them. And I said, you, you guys, I'm going to give you one more chance. You either listen to me and get dressed. Okay. Cause we've got a church going on and there's people peeking out the door of the church, um, you know, or you're going to be arrested. And if you get arrested, you don't, yeah, I know people were taking photos, uh, and video. There was some video. Some people G were out there. With giggity, giggity. This is a weird day. It was a weird day. No, there weren't no camera phones or video phones 
at that time. I think Nokia may have just come out with them, but people had people were out there with like you know. I think Sony or somebody had some of those small videos and video. Anyway, people were taking photos. End of the thing was that they agreed, but they were going to go over to the president's house. And me and Boz were like, oh, no. Now they're all going to congregate over there. And then we're going to be back over there. And then we're going to be calling the cops again. This day is never going to end. Because it reaches a point where it's funny. Then it reaches a point where you're just like, we're outnumbered. You know, we're two guys running a shift here on the campus. What are, what are we going to do? And so... They get dressed. The police leave. I, I, you know, I had to file a report because um, they took they took some pictures too. They had a guy there with the camera. It's like we're not taking dirty photos. It's just they had. Well, yeah, they had to. I want to be very open about this. They had to document what was going on because Western they had just shut down this thing called the Miracle Mile because people at Western would do the same thing, and that's why they all congregated over at K now because they used to run about a mile naked down stadium drive and the police put a halt to that and western did too they said this is embarrassing well i don't so, know if you remember or not danny because you're just a couple years older than i am but florida back in the 80s and 90s had a thing called the nude olympics at one of the colleges oh yeah oh yeah and yeah. i mean it was nothing but hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of naked college kids out there yep. playing games and frisbee and bike rides man yeah this was the same thing it was all ding dongs and boobs man Ding yep. dongs and boobs. Some Boob, shape, boobs and shape, you know boob, boobs and peni from C to C. Oh yeah, peni. <laughs> yeah, this was the same scene, man. It was just you know, and I took it all in. Like I said, I still have a lot of humor about it, but you know, when I had to come to doing my job, I had to get a little serious. But so they got dressed, they left, and then now I noticed people as people were still naked because again, there was a lot of people. Um, people are coming out of this wedding. And there's little kids and the moms are hiding their eyes and people in the wedding party are yelling at me and the police are like, Hey, he's trying to do his job. And they're like, what kind of place is this? I mean, this whole scene turned into just a fiasco. So it took about a good 45 minutes to an hour to clear the whole thing. People had left their beer. Police were helping us. They were like, you put the beer down, leave it where it sits. So me and Bob spent another hour picking up. I mean, somebody snuck in a pony keg. I, they had planned this. They had planned this. I'm telling you. So we confiscated all that. It took about an hour. And, and as we got everything in our evidence room, because we'd let it sit for a week. And then, you know, our boss, Glenn, would yeah, say, okay. it's all skunky by then. Well, I mean, some of it was still good. I mean, we had an evidence room that stayed cold. I, so the keg was still chilled. My point is we were told to take it home and get rid of it or just dump it. So, you know, we'd have a party. Um, Save money on the Christmas parties that way. Right, right. So, funny you said said that. Um, so, um, yeah. So, and then we hear this chanting. Hour, 45 minutes after, we hear this chanting, and they're all sitting on the president's lawn of the college. And he comes out the front door. We rolled up like, oh, God, here comes, you know, nobody's naked, thank God. I was waiting to see that. And it's quite a lot of students. It's a couple hundred students. And uh, they're chanting his name, and he comes out, and uh, we had already given him a phone call that they were on their way over there. And he came out, and he he handled it. He waved us on like every everything's okay. They all turn around. They see us in their car, and they're like, boo, you know, F security. And we're just like, what has happened? They, these students used to be really cool with us, and now we're the enemy. And so we went over the hill. Where, go at ahead. least the president didn't come out his front door naked and go, whoa. No. Well, 
he kind of gave that speech. Let me put it to you this. So we, we parked over the hill and we still, where we could still observe, you know, we got to do our job. And so he came out and he talked to me and said, listen, I used to do this down at Texas A&M and all this stuff. But when the police told us it was time to put our clothes on guys, and he goes, and listen to me, I'm all about you guys, you know, having fun and doing your thing. We're out here in the world and you're at college. He goes, but three o'clock in the afternoon, guys, he, he jumped on their case and he heard some people laugh. He goes, come on, three o'clock in the afternoon, guys. You know, he goes, if you're going to do this stuff, do it at late night. And we're like, you know, yes. how about no? Cause we save, <laughs> save your public nudity for after dark guys. Yeah. I mean, or find another place, but you know, anyway, so that kind of toned down a lot of the streak and it really did after he gave them the speech. And, and then we had a lot of students. I mean, a lot of students came up and apologized for yelling at us, calling us names. And we're like, dude, it's in a day's work. You know, it's, you get on that high of being part of the group and I didn't take it personal. I just thought, wow, you know, they kind of, they'll turn on you in a matter of moments. So the next day we're talking to our boss and he said, the president really appreciated how we handled it and that we didn't allow any arrests to happen. Cause that kind of worried him. And I said, well, listen, I don't want to ruin a kid's life and not graduate over this. You know, that was more of a bluff and a threat. Cause I don't think I would have left, let him haul him off. I said, but I knew the minute he was in cuffs, he'd change his tune real quick. And he did. So, oh, yeah. but the president said, listen, from now on, it, there's, there's no streaking. I want it stopped. I want it. I, we're going to crack down on it even harder. I, he sent out a memo to everybody that is no longer going to be tolerated. You know, here's why it's a, it's a liberal school, but come on, you know, there's limits. And, um, he said, yeah. And he goes, the most embarrassing thing for me as a president of college is the man who had that church there, a Jewish family who were using the church. Cause it's a, you know, it's a, a church that's non-denominational for use. Um, wanted to write me a check for the entertainment. He goes, and it's kind of funny, but it's not, it's an embarrassment to the school. So, um, you know, then we had to kind of change the rules and we still had people that do it and we wouldn't, we wouldn't report it. We wouldn't write it down, but you know, like I said, when it got to something like that, I was like, what is happening? Cause that was going to turn into like a party riot, you know, like Western has these Western used to have terrible, terrible riots up here. Cause these students on a certain weekend and it, some of it still kind of happens, but I mean, the whole campus, well, you know, you, you're probably mm -hmm. here when that was going on. And we, we were in the middle of that one year where we were called by uh, Western Michigan police to come help them with crowd control. I'm like, look, it's me and my, my partner in our little white car, <laughs> you know, our white, our white patrol car. And we had people rocking our car and pelting our car with rocks. And I'm like, this, we need to get out of here. So I started shooting off a fire extinguisher and we left. So it's, it, 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 you know, like I said, these things can happen, but you look back at it now. I know I'm, I'm boring everybody to death with the story, but you look back at it now. It's funny. There were funny moments there. I'm telling you, we, we would catch them in the winter, Drew. And, uh, before we take another break here and, and we had a girl, uh, saw one girl and two guys and it, it was winter. I mean, like there's a, there's like four or five inches of snow and I, our security office, our back window behind our desk, you know, we, we never had cameras, which they do now. We should have had cameras up, but I you know, I, I saw a reflection, like, you know, behind you, you kind of see in your glasses, mm -hmm. like something's moving past the window. So we happened to look out the window cause we were taking a break and, uh, here's this two guys and this girl and they're running up and down the hill uh, and it's cold. And we had just, you know, the guys had just snow blowed the uh, sidewalk that comes to the main, uh, center there in the quad. And, um, 
we stepped out the door and we started yelling at them like, Hey, you guys need to get your clothes on. You've had your fun. Cause they were, they were out there five, five minutes and it's cold. I mean, dude, it's cold. It hurts your hands. There your is nothing worse than frostbite <laughs> on your bits and pieces. That's where I'm going next. So what happens is the guys are getting dressed and you can tell they're drinking and the girl's like, I'm going to run one more time. And we're trying to get out the stopper. And before we could get down off the steps, she had made it down to the sidewalk and whoosh, there's ice. And she hit that sidewalk on her ass and tore about half of her ass off. I'm not kidding. We had to take her to the hospital road rash. She ripped her butt open, slid across into the snow and was bleeding. I mean, bleeding down her leg. So we got her skirt on and the guys were like, oh no, you know, so we told them go home and we, we had to run her down to the hospital. I had to put towels down in our patrol car and we got her down there. And when we were in ER with her, you know, um, she wanted to know if we would stay with her. Now she's scared. We're going to arrest her. She's going to get kicked out of school. We said, we're not going to do that. I mean, I'm going to report it. I'm not going to use your name, you know, but we, I just wanted you to get fixed up, you know, being cool with her. And, uh, yeah, she ended up having to have a couple stitches, and um, and the doctor's like, so how'd this happen, guys? I said, well, they were streaking. She was streaking, and there's a sidewalk, and down she went on the pavement. And he's like, oh, my God, because he's thinking maybe somebody, you know, she bumped in or fell on something in a cutter. But uh, we got her back, and she went to her room, and we didn't we didn't use her name. You know, my Gail, who I just, my old boss has talked to yesterday, I shared, reshared that story with her and she goes, I used to get so mad at you guys. Sometimes you'd write those reports, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't include the student's name. I said, well, Gail, you know, you don't want to ruin somebody's life over just, you know, stuff like that. Come on. You know, I mean, we had some, a, a couple serious things happen where we should have, and we did, you know, but, uh, oh, now so, I, but, I personally want to know if you guys left the blood on the snow and put a little sign beside it. Like this is what happened to the last people that, went against campus security or something Again, like you're, that. You're, you're reading my mind. Boz said that. Boz is like, I think we should put a sign up where that splotch of blood is. Like, this is what happens when you streak in the winter. Um, yeah, we thought about it. But the end of the story, it, it happens months later. So months later, they have a parent, meet my parent day. Because this is a liberal school, and they, they invite their parents to come in and visit with them on this weekend, and we have carnivals and all these different things. That same girl comes up to us because she had felt we saved her life, you know, that we had done this cool thing. And I'm sure she did not tell her parents what happened. So she comes up, and she's like, hey, this is Officer Dan. This is this is Officer Boswood. And, um, you know, these it's the greatest security guys. These are my parents. And I shook, his, shook her dad's hand, and I remember telling Boz, once we talked to him for a minute and they walked away, I said, were you yelling the same thing in your head that I was? And Bod's like, yes, I was screaming in my head, like, I saw your daughter naked, <laughs> you know, and she had a nice body. I just got to tell you, she was, she was built. So it's, it's just stuff like that guys. And there's other things. Did you freeze up on me? Um, no, I think I just messed up. It's all good. I can still hear you. People can still hear you. I'm we here. Both have a, we both have a face for radio. Right? Isn't that what it said? Um, I, I, hey, we're gonna, I believe so. <laughs> right? I'm going to come back and we're going to share some more stories with Drew. And I want him to talk a little more because I realize, you know, when I once I get talking. Good God. Um, everybody hang tough. You're on the one and only Big Dog Show right here on the Big Dog Show Facebook page. Also, you're listening to us on Unrestricted Radio. Again, 
unrestrictedradio.com. This app is free, right? It's free. Tell your friends, your neighbors, your family, even the family members you can't stand. You might repair bridges, I swear. Uh, we play a lot of cool things, uh, music and shows and DJs. We have a, an assortment of people playing their music and interviewing bands. And, and there's something for everybody. Honestly, there is. Uh, go over there and check it out. And then, uh, of course, tune into this show, which you might be listening to us right now on Saturday, anywhere from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Unrestricted Radio. Um, you can hear this show. And at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can hear Unrestricted Paranormal. And there are going to be times I'm going to have Drew on the show and other members of Midwest uh, Paranormal uh, on the program. And, you know, you'll be able to hear that uh, also over there. So, you know, it is what it is. All right, folks, we'll be back for more on the one and only Big Dog Show right here on www.unrestrictedparanormal.com. That's unrest, R-X-G-D, paranormal.com, and also unrestricted radio. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm head out west Where real women come equipped with scripts and fake press Find a nest in the hills, chill like Flint Buy an old drop top, find a spot to pit Then I'm a kid rocking up and down your block Go with a bottle of scotch and watch lots of crotch Buy a yacht with a flag saying chillin' the most Then rock that bitch up and down the coast Give a toast to the sun, drink with the stars Get thrown in the mix and tossed out of bars Sip the tea you wanna, I wanna roam Find Motown till the fools and come back home Start an escort service for all the right reasons And set up shop at the top of Four Seasons Kid rockin', I'm the real McCoy And I'm headed out west, sucker Because I wanna be a cowboy, baby With a top left back and the sunshine shining Cowboy, baby
nip it in the bud. We never relaxing. Outcast is everlasting. Not clashing, not at all. But see, my went to do a little acting. Now that's for anyone asking. Give me one to pass them. Drip, drip, drop. There it goes an orgasm. Now you coming out the side of your face. We tapping right into your memory banks. Thanks. So click at the ticket. Let's see your seatbelt fasten. Trunk rattling like two midgets in the back. Seat rattling. Speaker box vibrate the tag. Make it sound like aluminum cans in a bag. But I know y'all wanted that 808. Can you feel that BASS? But I know y'all wanted that 808. Can you feel that BASS?
Are you there? I am here. There he is. So I can see his video on one thing that I've inserted, and the other one that I didn't close, I can hear his voice. Isn't that weird? Do you still hear me? Yep. Well, again, uh, try to tell everybody, tell everybody where they can find your stuff on YouTube. Um, my stuff can be found. At, here we go. Now we'll bring that back up and bring this up and touch this. And... Hang with us, guys. This is the this fun of StreamYard and technology, man. Which technology constantly upsets me. Don't even get me started on telling everybody about how long it took to get me to hook up Venmo and PayPal to my damn bank account. That was a nightmare. That was just a damn nightmare. All right, we'll bring this one back in. How's that? Again, I can see you, but I don't hear you. He's doing sign language. This is weird. Now, am I... All right. Are you still there? We're going to wait for him to come back in. We'll give... We'll, I keep trying to remove that, and it just stays there. I'm not trying to kick him out of the studio. Um, we'll wait till he, he tries to rehook up and comes back on. But um, he does a series of YouTube videos, a ton of them. He does a morning coffee show, and... I asked him this morning, hey, come on over. We're going to do the Big Dog Show. And we talk about boobs, beer in America. And then another crap that we talked about security work. But uh, boobs, you know, boobs. I love boobs. Who doesn't love boobs, right? All shapes, sizes, colors. Um, the funny thing is, you know, working in security, you see a lot of boobs. Police officers see a lot of boobs. Doctors obviously see a lot of boobs. I, 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 would, I would ask anybody who's in a career, unless you're like within the side of an office, community but you know office christmas parties i'm just saying you know there might be some boob action behind the scenes uh you know just just saying um so ladies we're going to take a quick break we're going to play your special song for you and then when we come back when we get drew back we're going to read from the endlessly engrossing reader and uh but here's your song ladies i i tell you to get yourself out there in a place where it's private if you're at home and nobody's around do your thing Whip those girls out, get them out, take them around for a walk, let them get some fresh air. You know it feels good to get that bra off. You know it does. And if you're at work, please do not do this in front of your employer or your employees. As I said before, they may not find this as fun as we do. Um, but it's your chance to let the girls out, take them for a walk. And uh, here we go. Left it. 
technology suck it does and those of you watching us will hear that we took our break for our i love boobs uh, uh moment but uh you know and we're back we got drew back everybody thanks for listening to i like big tits because i do we i like all sorts of tits big or preferably but um all shapes sizes colors as i said ladies i know you appreciate that segment i appreciate that segment because i know my wife will tell you when she gets that bra off sometimes you know man it's a relief and, uh, you know, she's been known to walk around when the kids aren't home with the top off. And I'm not going to complain. Why would I? Why would I complain? Um, I'm sorry technology was booting you all over the place, man. You, you all better now? <coughs> For some reason, and I can't figure out why. Um, you know, since I, I used my phone as a camera, it bumped me from uh, desktop mode. That's Weird. why my mic and everything wasn't working. So I had to go back in, back completely out, go into it, reset it in desktop mode, and now it's working fine. Hey, well, we were here. You know I was here waiting on you. It's all good. I, I was I was still watching. Yeah. Tell everybody, uh, we didn't get it, but tell everybody where they can find your stuff on YouTube before we, we go further. Um, right now, you can find uh, me. You can find our parahistoric investigations. You can find my Histories Mysteries videos on uh, YouTube on Living Histories Mysteries. Um, I pose, I do uh, six live streams a week. I do uh, two or three videos a week, sometimes four if I get bored. Um, my, my live streams run Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m., Friday nights, we do a ghost-to-ghost PM where I have uh, guests on, paranormal investigators, demonologists, ufologists. Um, I have had 
uh, Catholic priest on there before that actually goes out with a paranormal investigator and they investigate out in New York State together. That one was interesting. I have had people like Peter Sirico, uh from um, the movie Tombstone. Uh, he's been on there before. So, I mean, I have an array of guests when it comes to my Ghost to Ghost PM. One of these days, I hope I can actually find this guy where he don't have anything planned on a Friday night and uh, get him up there to talk about his many, many, many years uh, of doing the uh, the paranormal thing. That, every time you say that, it weirds me out, dude. Because <laughs> I realize, holy crap, it's it's been, I would say, 20 years of kind of looking into it, but 15 with my SMP group. So, And then I was, you know, I was looking into it in the 80s. I was always involved but yeah that just weirds me out when you say that anytime when i get some free time well, sure and, and you know we were blessed because this year i actually started the west parahistoric society um i teamed up with this crazy dude over here he is our mentor investigator i teamed up with randy's real paranormal tommy amongst the tombstones um, we now have a psychic medium in the group that goes out with us, uh, two professional cameramen. So, you know, I, I, I have that aspiration of being the next big TV paranormal show, but still editing our own stuff. They, I'm not going to let them take our fun times away. Yeah. Which so, you know, I've seen, I've seen other people do that on YouTube and they do well and they get listeners and numbers and. You know, it's a possible thing. You don't have to just do it on TV, TV, because more people are watching the internet now than ever before. So, and I think a lot of t regular television is freaking junk anyway, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah, it, I appreciate you giving me that honor, you know, that title. As I said, I'm, I'm just trying to show the guys some new things in different ways and stuff, but that's for another program. But well, with um, time, with time comes experience, man. And I'll tell you what, I've, I've learned a lot from you. Uh, just in a few months, we've known each other. We've done, you know, quite a few investigations together. We got some big ones coming up for 2022, mm -hmm. and I, I I look forward to learning everything I can. I mean, just picking the shit out of your brain. Well, and I will tell everybody too. You know, keep your eyes open because I'm going to. My wife and I had a discussion about that, and I got Jason Sullivan stuff. If you go to my network, www.unrestricted paranormal i wonder if i can pull that if i still have that on a banner you know what i do we're going to show that we're going to you'll see it at the bottom see that right there www.unrestricted so it's unrest rxtd paranormal.com if you go over there and you look at a page and i think i i think i called it the sullivan experiment or something i have a page there that has jason sullivan he's since passed away very good friend of mine um i looked looked up to him he was much younger than me but he had been doing this a, a, a longer than me um, and, um, I started watching his paranormal one-on-one series, which he would do all the time. And, um, he was a guy that was out there crossing the T's dot in the I's telling you, you know, false positives, what to look for. This is how they're caused. Um, he's just no nonsense approach to paranormal, you know, and, you know, there's something to be learned from every video that I'm going to start posting up on unrestricted Facebook. I, I want people to watch these. Um, his channel is still out there on YouTube. I have permission from his widow, a uh, beautiful friend of ours, Lynette Pisano. Uh, um, 
Sullivan. And, you know, I, I want people to take a look at him. So I'm just telling everybody now, it's like, you'll see those posted. I suggest all my paranormal fr- friends watch this stuff because even I learn things, you know, because I question a lot of stuff that goes on and there's people who, um, forget a lot of different things when they're out. You know, there's a thing about orbs and what, what to look for. Um, and you don't have to take everything that Jason says, God rest his soul for, you know, for, you know, as, as that's the Bible of paranormal, because I disagreed with him on a lot of things and we got along with that, you know, um, you know, he's got a lot of strong opinions about, you know, orbs and different things, all sorts of stuff. And I would call him out on some of it saying, well, you can't say that that's just strictly the way, you know what I mean? Just go take a look at the series. You'll see what I'm talking about. Uh, everybody, he offers a lot of great in, information and, and, um, you know, not to be cynical because there's a cynical side to me with a lot of this paranormal stuff too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Because, you know, a lot of people misidentify things or, or they're not checking to, you know, to make sure that this is a real event, uh, which I call debunking and trying to reproduce. And, and now, and I don't like skeptics who are in the corner where everything is fake. And if they can't reproduce it, then it's phony. That's bullshit. Um, I'm the guy that's just saying, listen, let's back up the wagon a little bit. I know we got some great stuff. Let's take a look at it. Let's see if we can think of what might be causing it. You know, so there's, there's, a, there's a ton. So and, as you, I tell and Drew, you know, I've, I, I've experienced those skeptics myself. You know, I've been, I've been uh, doing uh, parahistorical. Um, now don't get, don't get me wrong. Parahistorical is still paranormal. But I actually registered the name Parahistoric because I won't just go out and investigate a haunted location. It has to be a haunted location with a history, an American history somewhere, a Civil War uh, battlefield or a Civil War cemetery or something like that. But, um, yeah, when I first started, we ran into people who said, oh, you've edited that. You put that stuff in there. Like, yeah, I've edited my videos. Of course I have. I've taken an hour-long clip. I've cut it down to 30 minutes. I put the words, what we're hearing on there. And that's the extent of the editing. Right. You know, it's what you're seeing. And, and, you know, I was a big believer in, like, orbs and stuff like that. And I still am. But I'm even more so. I'm I'm still more so since we picked up that purple, purple orb. Uh, on Primrose Road last year that danced on the camera for over five minutes. So as I said, you can get you can get anomalies like that that don't just dismiss it as what uh, you know you'll hear Jason talk about you know dust moisture bugs. That's that's true. That's a truism. Uh, A lot of that can be explained away. You know, especially if you're in a basement and you got a lot of air movement going on. I caution everybody, you know, if you're putting up orbs and there's a bunch of dust floating around, you can say it seems like something, but I'd just say throw it out. I wouldn't even use it, but that's just me. I'm just looking at, I'm just looking being with these, this great group of guys. I love every one of them. Everybody's really cool. I'm going to, and I'm not saying that just because Drew's here face to face. I mean that as I told my wife, I said, well, I'm just looking at a guy who's going to bring some different perspectives and different information. Uh, Cause I like what they all do, but I can see some things where I really want to help them tighten. And I mean this with uh, total respect and, and admiration. I just want to show some different things that 
I want them to help tighten up some stuff and do some different things because I think it'll make a big difference. And and when people watch their stuff, that they know that now they're they're like I always say, I this is my this is my term that they're crossing the T's and dotting the I's, meaning that they're really looking at what they're doing and they're taking extra steps to make sure when they present it to you that you now have seen that they're 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 looking they're looking at the stuff they should look at to make sure that they present you with something that's unexplainable, you know, that really could possibly be something. So I, I always stick in them. I'm a stick in the mud sometimes, and I never want to upset Drew or anybody else in the group. But as I told Tommy and stuff, this, you guys are doing a lot of great things, but there's some things that I think we, we could tighten up on. And I'll tell, and I try to tell people why. So I don't want to bore everybody with that. You know, you, I'm just there. You I'm always there worry about hurting everybody, but I'm here to tell you at 53 years old, my boo-boo kitty has been bruised and mended and broken and mended. And it's got so much scar tissue and stuff. Now you can't hurt it no more. My yeah, boo-boo kitty is fine. And that's just from yesterday. <laughs> well, you know. We need canned at, laughter. We do. We need at, canned laughter. At my age, it's either your sense of humor or your hip that breaks. I'm not really sure. But, you know. <laughs> right. Right. You turn just that one way and it's all over. Um, guys, we're going to read from this book. It's called The Endlessly Uncle John's. I want to remind you. Uncle John's Endlessly Engrossing Bathroom Reader. I'll show everybody on camera at home. You can see it there. If I can get my bearing straight. There is a series of these, and they're meant for you to put in your bathroom, and you're in there taking your sabbatical, you know, your, your break. Um, you can read through this. Now, I've never sat in the, in the toilet and read anything. I get in, do my business, clean up, I'm out. I'm not one of those guys that I used to have a friend, a dude, he's like, I'm going to go take a poop. And I'm like, well, we might as well go get lunch because it's going to be about a 30 minute to 45 minute ordeal. Um, but these are these are full of so many strange things and facts. Um, just a lot of crazy stuff. This one is entitled, and I'm glad Drew's with me because it's good to have his reaction on this stuff. This is titled Cheating Death, which I thought it's appropriate for us. Um, and then we're going to start into it, folks. So by all measures, these people should have died, yet somehow, some way, miraculously, they survived. The first story is called, Hello, I Must Be Going. On August 6, 1945, Tatsumi Yamaguchi, I said that without drinking, uh, was in the worst possible place at the worst possible time. He was in Hiro Hiroshima, which is not a good place to be. Not, not in 1945. In, 1945. in Japan. <laughs> wow. Before we even read the rest of this, I mean, seriously, think about that, everybody. You know what happened in 45, right, folks? You know, yeah. Listen. Flash. Uh, yeah. I can't even imagine of any worse place to ever be <laughs> in that spot. Um, worst place to be, worst possible time. He was in Hiroshima, Japan, on a business trip, of all things. Uh, that day, the United States dropped an atomic bomb on the city, eventually killing 140,000 people. Uh, but Yamaguchi survived, suffering just some burns to his upper body. He returned to his hometown of Nagasaki, Japan. Three days later... Oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> okay, so three days later on August 9th, I don't mean to laugh at this because it had to be done. It was You could debate it all day long. So three days later, the United States dropped an atomic bomb on that city. As of 2009, 93-year-old, he was alive in 2009 at 93, Yamaguchi was still alive and the only person to have witnessed and survived both atomic bombings. 
<laughs> I I think we're done. I how do you top that? I'm just Jeez. I got to give a pause, man. <laughs> how do you top that shit? That nobody in his family ever needed a nightlight. <laughs> I don't hate mail. <laughs> right. Right. I was thinking, you know, that gives a whole new meaning to inchworm and glowworm. You know, it's your joke was better, but uh, oh my God, right? Never had problems seeing in the dark, I'm sure. Good Lord. That's just incredible. That's incredible, man. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to, uh, to survive one of those bomb blasts. Right. But, but two? Yeah, he's like, man, I, I got to go home. I, I can't deal with this. I got to go home. Wait, what? What's that? What's that? What's that light? What's that noise? Holy shit, man. Oh, I just, I you know, I, I can't help but wonder. Jesus. I can't help but wonder when he was back in Nagasaki and he, and, and, and he looked up and he seen that flying fortress coming over the city. If he didn't for a split second, think, ah, oh, shit. That's yeah. That's even if he saw it, because I, I mean, they had to be up pretty high. Right? Maybe they saw it. I don't know. I would. I'm wondering if this Drew. I'm wondering if this guy ever wrote about this, or, or it's in a book somewhere. I would be interested to read that. What he saw. You know. I mean, that's a tough some bitch. Yep. <laughs> that's yep. the cockroach. He's the cockroach of humanity. If anybody gets that 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 analyzation there, it's just like atomic bombs, whatever. If that guy, I can't let the story go. This guy should be listed under superheroes. Who the hell can yeah. take two atomic blasts and still live to be 93 years old? I don't even think Superman could do that. Holy moly. And we know there's a horrible, uh, you know, there's horrible aspects to that. But, you know, we, we really would have lost, we would have lost about a million to two million more servicemen had we invaded the coast. And gone in there because they, and it wasn't the people's fault, but they said they're not going to surrender. And they started arming citizens. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. We won't do that on this show. I just, that is just incredible. Sounds wow. like what's yeah. happening in the Ukraine right now. Yeah. Well, at least the Uranians are safe. Yeah. Did, did, did you see on the news this morning, and the only reason I mentioned this is because we started the show talking about what was happening over there. Did you see on the news where 18,000 foreigners have come to the Ukraine to fight yeah. for the including, Ukrainians? Yeah, including a lot of U.S. veterans. Yeah, and that British SA, SAS guy went back over there, too, and they asked him why. Is that because it's the right thing to do? They're on their yep. own. Yeah. Not that uh, they weren't doing well beforehand. I mean, after all, how many vehicles and stuff have they captured yeah, against yeah, trained soldiers? And how many trained soldiers have they captured? Yeah, how many days are we into this? Eight, nine? Yeah, uh, nine, you know, nine days. The great Russian army stopped by Ukraine and, and its citizens. Seriously, Drew was correct. Think about they that. They go in there with the with most advanced weaponry possible, and they're stopped by a former comedian and an army of farmers. Keep yeah. that in mind, people. Yeah, and, and they're running out of gas. <laughs> it just, 
you know, there's a lot of misinformation. I get where some people are like, they don't know what to believe because there's a lot of people putting in phony photos and, and I see that. I do see that. But anybody to believe that there's not something going on again, just pick the right YouTube channel and you will watch that city live. I've seen bombings. I've all sorts of stuff. Just nutty. You know, it's funny too, that you mentioned that because I just seen a video yesterday morning and I heard the story. I heard the story on like the fourth day, one missile mysteriously shot down five Russian planes and they're trying to figure out how people are Ukrainians. Ukrainians are now saying it was not even one of their planes. It was a ghost plane. Yeah, it was, or, a, or it was supernatural. It, it shot, went right through one plane into another, into another, into another, into another, and took all five of them down one missile. I'd be, so, I'd be yeah. interested to follow up on that story. Well, then there's the then there's the guy that's flying a real plane. They call the ghost. Mm-hmm. He's been shooting down Russians. God bless him, man. Yeah, just crazy. You know, uh-huh. the big Russian army, and there they are. They're stalled. You think that would have been over in a matter of like two or three days? But somebody, I, I hope I'm glad people are helping because something needs. I, I don't want to get back on that. Something needs to be yeah, done yeah, to yeah. help these people. The next one is titled "Father Knows Best." This is about Roche's Joseph, not Roche's, uh, Joseph Rabadou, another great name saying when you're not drinking. Joseph Rabadou, 17, was sitting on the floor of his Bangor, oh, this is Bangor, Michigan, Bangor mm-hmm. Township, Michigan living room watching TV on March 2009. His father told him to get off the floor and sit on the couch. Good timing. A few minutes after Joseph moved from the couch, um, a pickup truck smashed into the house, tossing the family's TV across the room and onto the spot on the floor where Joseph had just been sitting. He had not moved. He'd probably been killed. Bangor. Bangor, Michigan. That's not too far from you or me. Uh-uh. I think it'd be funny if this guy's willing to talk, if he's still around, to live in Bangor, to get him on the show and talk to him about that. That's crazy. That would be crazy. Uh, The next one's called uh, The Hits Just Keep Coming. 1997, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, I know the story. Uh, New York City was plagued by high winds. The cat in the hat balloon came loose from the float and carried by a strong wind, knocked down a lamppost. I remember seeing this live on TV. I I witnessed this with my own eyeballs. Um, The post struck Kathleen Corona. Anybody? It's spelled C-A-R-O-N-N-A. Maybe it's Corona, but I pronounce it Corona. Um, Who was knocked unconscious and remained in a coma for a month. Oh, my God. I didn't know that part. But recovered completely nine years later. New York Yankees pitcher Corey Little was flying his private airplane over New York City when he lost control and crashed into the uh, Bel Air Apartments in Manhattan. Uh, little died, but a resident of the Bel Air cheated death by second, uh, second time. And that was Kathleen Corona who avoided death and injury because she wasn't home. So it is possible that Corona doesn't cause death. Nobody. Is it way too soon for that kind of joke, Drew? I don't know. It's it's not been 20 years yet. 
I, I remember that plane crash. I do remember that plane crash. Didn't um, who was the other Yankee that remember? Was it Catfish Hunter that was flying his plane and crashed into the highway? Uh, I believe that? so. Yeah, that's sad. <clears throat> this one's entitled "Head Case." Who doesn't want a head case? I, I, anybody? Left turn. I, I want a head case. I'll take a Hummer. You were talking about a Hummer this morning, and I thought for sure you were going to throw a joke in there. So they don't have to be good on the road. I will take a Hummer anywhere it, I can get it. There, there was a joke this morning, you know. Was there? Maybe I missed yeah, it. Yeah, me and the wife, you know, looking for a car. Her cousin said, hey, I'll go get uh, I'll go get my Hummer li uh, licensed and insured. You can drive it till you guys find a car. And I asked my wife, I said, you know, granted, it's a $75,000 car. You've never had a chance to drive anything like that. But who wants, with gas prices today, who wants to sit down and drive a car? You get like 35 feet in the city and two miles on the highway. I mean, seriously, uh, you pull it out of the driveway, you've gone through three gallons of gas already. Yeah. I want one. I'm just saying. I would love a Hummer. Because I know there are some of them that have better, you know, they have better emission and, and motors in them. But yeah, I get what you're saying. And not only do, you know, you're driving. A I hope my wife's car. listening when I said that. Yeah. I'd, I'd love a Hummer, if, honey. If I was getting a Hummer, I don't think I'd worry about the gas mileage. Just, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I invited you to the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is called the head case. We've got to get back on point here. After a domestic violence conviction in April 2009, Donald Sexton uh, was ordered to stay away from his wife, Tammy, for six months. But a week into the restraining order, he went to her rural Mississippi home in the middle of the night. Here we go. You know, it's people down south. Um, it happens in the north, too. I don't know where I was going with that. Uh, in the middle of the night, um, attending to murder her. Holy moly. That took a left turn. As Tammy Sexton lay in bed, Donald shot her in the head and then, and then went outside and shot himself. He died instantly, which is good. This is where you go when you do stupid shit like that. I'm just saying, play stupid games, you know, and stop shooting people. If your life is that shitty, let me just get a PSA here. Anybody out there thinking of killing yourself, which I think is a shit idea anyway. It's, it's a bad idea. But you know, if you're a psycho and you happen to catch this show, don't shoot women, children, and, and animals. Just go out by a tree and, and do it. Just do your thing. You know, that sounds terrible and very crass of me, but I'm serious. Stop taking other people out with you. I don't, they're not going to meet you in heaven. You're not going to have a party. <sighs> I know. That's all I can do, too, in my head. Drew just shrugs, and I'm like, that's what I do I, in my head. I can't help but wonder if a person makes, uh, if a person works in a factory and they make uh, heads for automobile engines and stuff, is that considered a head job? I believe it is, sir. And very well played. Very well played. Yes, it is. What do you do for a living? I, 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 I'm a head job. I'm a head worker. It's a head job. It's a head job. Ten hours a day, five days a week. Head job, head job, head job. And, it, and to make it worse, you know, that we didn't have chairs, so I'm always on my knees. 
All right. Well, she didn't die. She did not. When police arrived, she had rag around her head and was drinking a cup of tea. A medical examination, a cup of tea. I, I think I'd have been drinking some straight scotch, some bourbon, something. Um, examination at the University of Alabama revealed that the 380 caliber bullet had somehow entered Tammy's forehead and exited through the back of her head, passing through the lobes of her brain without leaving any damage whatsoever. Wow. I mean, yeah, wow. Would you bet money in Vegas on those astronomical numbers? Would you? That's nuts, man. And man, like I said, I don't know. I'd be drinking tea. That's a that's a better that's a better woman than most men, right there. Come on, you're shot in the head. I'll just have some tea till the police show up. <sighs> what do you think of these stories so far? A little nutty. Like squirrel poop. I love when you say that. That is funny. Um, this one's called Plain Amazing. On January 1972. I don't know what it is with these <coughs> names, dude. Get, get this name. Vesna Volovic. Vesna Volovic. Was working as a flight attendant in Yugoslav Airlines, an hour into the flight from Denmark, Yugoslavia, an engine suddenly exploded, ripping the plane apart and sending 27 people plunging. I've, I've heard this story before. Plunging more than 33,000 feet. Now, I want you to think about that. You know what two feet is. Now, go 33,000 to their deaths, but not, <laughs> not Volovic. The explosion thrust her into part of the fuselage which crashed into the snow-covered hill. Somehow, Volovic survived. She fell into a coma when she crashed, but awoke three days later in a hospital. In less than a year, she had fully recovered and become a national hero in Yugoslavia. She still gets noticed in public, especially when she flies. People always want to sit next to me, Volovic says. Well, no, duh. Why? I'd want to. Yeah. Maybe she's got the luck like uh, Mr. Yamaguchi there. Yeah, really. Holy, holy moly. And we're going to finish it up. The last part, it has some movie trivia, and uh, we're, we'll cover that here. Um, so in 2009, average movie tickets cost $9. Where does all the money go? Anybody? Um. Payment for the rental on the movies. Well, this is according to Money Magazine. This is where the money goes. So, 61 cents goes to pay the actors. This is out of movie ticket prices. 90 cents covers distribution such as prints and shipping the movie reels to theaters. $1.54 goes to the studio that made the movie. $1.90 goes to cover marketing costs, previews, advertising, etc., and $4.05 goes to the movie theater itself. Now, this, in, this is in 2009, so I imagine if you were to buck that to what you're paying now. Oh, the yeah. Theater, um, which is why I, I'll give out a free ad to a local theater chain that we have here in Michigan, uh, the Moore Theaters, um, M89. There's one in South Haven. There might be one down in your neck of the woods. I know there's a list of them. But, you know, I can go there and see a movie for $5. No joke, five bucks, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday. I mean, you can get discounts on that different days of the week. 
and go there and I can get a large popcorn. I'm talking a large popcorn for three to five dollars with my butter and it's you refill of it free. You get it, you buy a soda, you get to refill it free. You know, you go to the name brand theaters, folks. Yeah. You might as well take out might as well take out a house loan in order to pay for your popcorn and your damn drink. But uh, that was from Uncle John's endlessly engrossing bathroom reader. Thanks for putting up with me uh, reading that. That that not, that nuclear bomb story, man. I'm going to be thinking on that for a, a good week or two because I'm going to share that at the comic con. That is just crazy. That is, anyway. yeah, that's just impossible to even conceive, let alone, you know, to actually. You know, have a story there of somebody that did it. I mean, it's just, it, it, yeah. Yeah, and to live to be 93. Mm-hmm. Superman. That that guy, there should be a comic book on this dude. Nutty. That's just insane. Um, I want to talk a little bit about beer, but we're going to take a music break real quick, and we'll be back. Everybody stay with us. You're on the Big Dog Show here with yours truly, the Big Dog, and, of course, Drew Midwest Paracasaurus. I'm going to come up with, I'm going to call him Drew Dog from now on. He's a, he's a man after my own heart in a lot of ways. So we'll say Big Dog and Drew Dog. We'll be back with Drew Dog <laughs> in a minute. And uh, you guys stay tuned. Okay, and we are back. Thanks for uh, listening to some more music, some PSAs. As you heard on one of those, Gun Barrel Coffee's the best drink. You know, you've had the rest, drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee supports this program, literally. Sends me coffee. I'm going to get some coffee to Drew Dog here. Um, I forgot to tell you guys. I, you know, I got to remember this. So when you go to order your coffee, okay, go to gunbarrelcoffee.com, put in BDOG12. That's your code. They gave me a code. So there's BDOG12, and you will get a 10% discount on top of the price uh, that you're paying for that coffee. So you can get it at a discount. And that's on anything in the store. That's not just a coffee. That's in any order that you order in the store. B-Dog 12. Remember that. B-Dog 12, gunbarrelcoffee.com. Um, but they're great guys. Uh, you know, proceeds go to help out a lot of different veterans uh, organizations that are out here trying to help our vets. One of the biggest ones that I want to talk about before we get back into talking, I want to talk about some beer, um, is the 22 a day. Now, those of you on camera can see my bracelet. You will get one of these. Um, I bought a shirt. I donated money and got the shirt package. I got two bracelets and I got a stick, a couple of stickers. I also have some dog tags, dog tags that they sent me that also say, you know, it's about a veterans helpline that is on there. And I love that. And um, help them out because what this means, everybody look at it closely, what that means. And this is a true number. We're losing 22 veterans a day to suicide. I think that is ridiculous. Uh, there needs to be more done about that. Get these guys help. Okay, 22 days, support. And what Valhalla does also is when they've lost a loved one, it doesn't matter, suicide, combat, whatever, uh, they know that these, these people should be honored and remembered for what they've done um, you know, while in service. And so they make plaques and they take them to the families. And they're beautiful plaques. This is just an amazing uh, program. Plus, they also have outreach uh, to help our veterans. So please give a listen to what I just said. Go to Till Valhalla. Wounded Warrior Project. I know there's been some weird stuff said about that, but there's a lot of them out there. Please, please check them out. Um, oh, and the, the boys in blue, people in red, and emergency people. Okay? Give Definitely. them love. Give them love. Um, 
I like lots of beer. I talk about that on the program. I just went and bought a six-pack of PBR. I am a PBR man from way back. That's in the list of my favorites. You know, I, I, I'll drink a Bud and a Bud Light once in a while. Uh, I think my top favorites are Miller High Life, and I'll tell you why. Because you can drink 100 of them, and you won't feel bloated. I don't get super drunk. I drink about six Budweiser's or Bud Lights. Oh, my God. I'm buzzing. You know, so PBR has always been a good beer to me. I want to tell you why. It gets a bad rap. A lot of people use it to cook with their chickens. They use in a lot of onion ring recipes. PBR is a damn good beer. It's it's a blend of different beers. And they used to host a lot of old radio show programs back in the day. That wasn't by chance. It's because people bought past Blue Ribbon. That's how it got its Blue Ribbon, because it's blend of five beers. And I'm telling you, if you give it a chance, guys, I think a lot of, and I want your feedback on this, Drew. I think a lot of people got spoiled over drinking just Budweiser, you know, and, and that seems to be the king of beers, you know, honestly. But, you know, old style, I still drink. I love that. Uh, Ham's beer. I like an array of some of the old school stuff. Stroh's. And when I can get a Stroh's, I'll still drink a Stroh's. You know, whenever I hear about Paps Blue Ribbon, I flashed back several years ago to an episode of South Park Uh-oh. where where the kids, uh, uh, Kenny and his siblings wind up uh, um, wind up getting put into foster care. And there's this television show that keeps showing up whenever parents get in trouble. And it's called, um, you know, I'm a redneck and, and I'm in trouble. And they always, uh, they always show them every one of these people who get in trouble and wind up getting, um, get their kids taken away or getting arrested or whatever. There's always a Paps Blue Ribbon sitting somewhere in the scene. <laughs> right, because they consider it the hillbilly. and it, yeah, It's the hillbilly. Yeah, it is. It is. And you I know, love I mean, it. Yeah, I do too. Did you do that as, I mean, I didn't drink as a teen, but I mean, let's say, let's say your 20s. I, I just want to, you know. Let's say our yeah, 20s. Just to we, keep things legal and legitimate. <laughs> right. Not admitting or admitting Yeah, like they started at 21 uh, drinking <laughs> beer. Right. right. More hate mail. Yeah. Um, you know, let's say in our 20s, you know, I remember getting, you know, past Blue Ribbon. Hell, I, I remember Bush Light, you know. Um, we, but we drank it. It was something to drink, you know, in 20s, going out and partying with my friends. Uh, once in a while, one of my buddies would go bring, you know, the Heineken, you know. Which I still drink. I, but I remember Nothing PBR wrong with a little Heine once in a while. Right. Another well played. Thank you. Yes, you are correct. Um, PBR. Before you knew it, you'd have like six, seven cases of the shit, and you're out there partying at the lake. You know, it was a thing we did. Yep. You know, and I remember that. I remember that Boone's Farm. It's not a beer, but I will tell you, I'll still, I would still buy a bottle of Boone's Farm. If you don't think you hey, can't get wasted, there is on that, nothing wrong with a dollar no. bottle of wine. No, nope. Especially a strawberry. Yep, I was just gonna say that. That and the blueberry. I mean, it's good, man. It's good stuff. And I'm not a big wine drinker. Like I found few like moscatos or some stuff that's bubbly and fruity. If it's if it's a little sweet and bubbly, you know, and champagne, I'll drink it. But I have to spritz it most of the time because I just had a bad experience with wine once. But um, now, now, yeah. Now, now, see, as for beer, 
uh, you know, I drink Coors Light. I'll drink Bud Light. I'll drink, yep. uh, you know, in, in, any of those. My my preference, if I can find it. And, you know, during the whole pandemic and everything, the first few months of it, one of our local uh, watering holes nearby here closed down over in uh, Dwalshack, Michigan. There's a place called Zeke's. And they had an international beer club that met there uh, once a week or once a month. But I got hooked on a Scottish beer called Bellhaven. And that. that stuff is incredible. Um, you drink five or six of those and you're really starting to fill it. And, but yeah. it's, it's very expensive beer. I tried to get it for our wedding because we had a Scottish wedding and, and stuff like that. And the pony keg was like 150 bucks i mean it was just absolutely freaking incredible and you know i haven't found another place besides fiddler's hearth in south bend indiana uh, which is a celtic bar uh they have several right. several irish yorkish english uh -huh. scottish liquors and stuff there yep yep yeah i've had that that's a good beer um yeah i'm with you i've had that i've tried a lot of the English and Scottish beers. I've had Australian beers. You know, I will tell you a place to try up here locally in Kalamazoo, man. You know, it's just as close to see as the other place. Uh, well, depending, well, I think Indiana's probably closer to you, but there's a place here called Tiffany's and they do the same thing. They have an array of meads and wines and beers from all over the world. And I mean, stuff in there you wouldn't think you'd find, you know, Japanese these beers and wines and liquors and Taiwan and I, I could go on and on things places you know so my point is back to what you said you know um you know i i've one of my other favorites which a lot of people don't like is i got hooked on fosters a long time ago too and i'm going to tell you that i like my favorite beers which i mentioned with with a burger but i i am a guy who loves a fosters either the gold or the normal you know foster's mm -hmm. lager um with a big a big cheeseburger and fries and it's, I, I, I'll drink the beer. I love the beer. Um, but I'm also a guy just, to, I'm just complex. People would say I don't have taste, but I'm like, well, there are some beers I've had that I don't care for. You know, I'll drink a red stripe just because, you know, if, if we're having a lot of fruit and I've been to a party where they did like a luau thing and they had red stripe because it's like a Jamaican, it's like a Jamaican beer. Mm -hmm. Um, I've had that and it was good with fruits and different things. You know, I, I've, I like beers that, a lot of people wouldn't, you know, I, I went and got, I went, I ha, can't stand Colt 45. It's the grossest shit in the world. Old English, gross. It's the malt liquor, but then I'll, but then I'll turn around and buy Magnum, which is the same, you know, it's kind of the same process. So I've had some of the 40 ounces, you know, in, in what we would call like that. I don't know if I'd call it ghetto beer. You know what I mean? I, yeah. <laughs> I used to get some of those. I'd get Magnum and I'd have two of those and you'd get blasted because that malt liquor is crazy with alcohol. But um, what about like King Cobra? I used to buy those. I used to get three of those and I could may maybe make it through two where I start feeling because I never like to be super drunk because I always want to know what's going on and be in control. But the minute I was flying and I was buzzed, I was done drinking that second one. You know, maybe a little bit, maybe about that much left because King Cobra, yeah, it packs a lot of alcohol, man. Oh yeah, and for a buck fifty, come on now. And sometimes it's it's a dollar twenty, 
depending on where you buy it. So, uh, well, now it's uh, now it's my time. Now it's my turn for hate mail. Um, oh, you know us. You know those of us that are are seasoned with our with our beer consumption, our choices of beer and stuff like that. You know, and then of course you have people like my wife who likes you know fake beer, like Bud Light Lime. Um, you know, I, I it in in that stuff that you give babies because it's got that fruity flavor that will attract. I mean. I hear what you're saying, you know, but then don't send them hate mail, you know, cause I, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I don't know about like the fruity fruit stuff, but I've had, like, I like Zima. I'm so, you know, I, once in a while. I used to drink beer, Zima. Yeah. The, and, it, and I can drink it all day long. That's the thing. And you won't get super drunk on it. It was still good. Right. Yep. It was still good. Um, what was the other yep. one that they there, come there out used with? to be a place in Anderson, Indiana called the inner urban. Uh, and I worked at an actual office and every Friday night, the, all of the office staff would converge on the inner urban. They always had live bands and stuff. Right. And it was a very preppy, uh, very preppy kind of place, almost like a nightclub. And that's all people would drink, man, is yeah, they would walk a, around with Zimas all night great. long. It's such a huge rage, and and you know every year you'll see a you'll see a pallet. They'll do it, and then they won't make it again for another year, which is weird unless people have it left over. But um, mm-hmm. the other one that I will get every close to Fourth of July, and I want to remind everybody because I love this meme on TikTok. Smirnoff is not a Russian company; it's made in America. It's just got a Russian name. So get your head out of your ass. Um, I get the Smirnoff red, white, and blue. And I'll drink that 4th of July. Just again, it, it almost reminds me of Zima. It's got that light, you know, that light lemonade flavor with the fizz kind of to it. And I can 100 hot dogs and red, white, and blue Smirnoff, and, and I'm a happy guy. But, yeah, Smirnoff and Popoff vodkas also are not made in Russia. Read the damn label. <laughs> it's made in USA. And they just use a Russian name. Jeez, oh, Pete's. Because some people were on that thing, and thank God this guy did a, did a TikTok. But as far as, you know, like beer, uh, bass beer from England, um, I'm going to try. This might warm your heart. I don't know if you're a Guinness man, Drew, but my wife is. Because no, not Irish. really. Not really. We're Irish. Yeah, I'm not really either, but <coughs> she's Guinness and everything. And To your to your last statement, though, about uh, Schmirnoff and stuff, I only have one thing to say to that. Uh, for those of, for those of you that do live outside of America that are that are watching this stuff, you know, Natrovia. So, uh oh. Um, what are you drinking in there? Is that apple juice? It's apple juice, right? No, 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 no. no. Uh, I, I'm a diabetic guy, so I stay away from all like full flavors, soft drinks, and stuff like that. Um. Here I'll do a little product placement. This 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 podcast is not uh, is not sponsored by uh, Fago Diet Moon Mist. Oh, yeah, um, you and your Mountain Dew and your yeah and your and your Moon Hey, mist. At, a do, <laughs> at a at a dollar, what I pay uh, I pay uh, five. Uh, sometimes I can get them five for five, and this actually has a lot less sugar in it than even the Diet Mountain Dew does. Yep, and our locals. Out our local store up here when they can actually get it from their suppliers. They went three months without even getting any diet. Yeah, the but, uh, 
like a month ago, uh, they called me and said, hey, we got like eight cases in. How many do you want? And it's like, I'll take two. So that was 16 bottles. And I think we paid uh, 20, $23 and change for 16 bottles of pop. Yeah. Yeah. So and we, we, we drink a lot of the Fago brand. We'll get the cheap stuff. I, I'm not, I'm not all about the name. I want, I had a diet Coke the other day and I was mad at myself because I, you know, I, I'm a man of principle and it, it's, it's a mm. thing for me. I used to love Coca-Cola on occasion, once in a great while, it's good with certain foods. You know, I have to admit that, but I'm just, I won't because of certain things. I'm just like, man, what am I doing? You know, but I'm a, I'm a guy, uh, if I'm going to drink, you know, some sort of soda, I'm not sold on the diet stuff because, you know, knowing medically that sometimes that's probably the worst thing for you. But I told my wife, you know, cause she always has to have diet, Dr. Pepper. I'm like, just drink the regular, you know, we always have, we have enough aspartame in our coffee. We don't need to have it in your damn soda. Anyway, I got off track. So yeah, back to the beer. So I've had bass beer. What I was going to go with the Guinness is I'm going to start giving it a try. It's just that dark beers, when I've had German, Irish, it doesn't matter what dark beer it was. Um, there's times my system is not happy with that. I don't know if it's an ingredient that's in it. Because uh, like Killian's, you know, with that red dye that they use mm -hmm. in that Killian. It, it, I call it kill me. Because I will erp it up all night. I, I just, if, some, if that's all I got to drink, I won't drink. I'll have water. Um I, I can have a Guinness, you know, if it's ice cold, I can drink about half of it. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to get past that this year. That's my, one of my new year's resolutions. If you, if, if, if you want to go there, um, cause she loves Guinness. Um, but I bass gave beer on new year's resolutions. Yeah. Bass beer is a good beer. I tell anybody, if you want a good British beer, I thought bass was pretty good. I used to drink that when we lived in Florida, there was a uh, bar that could get that. So I drink that constantly. Um, but as I said, I've had, I've had some Japanese beer, which was the aftertaste was weird. It was good, but the aftertaste is weird. I've had, uh, what was that other weird? We had like an India from India, some weird Indian beer. We had a friend who's Indian and we went over there and he says, well, I got some beer and I didn't, I don't, I couldn't even pronounce the name. Wasn't too bad. That was not too bad. But getting back to you know domestic beers here, I'm not out here you know trying to say I'm a raging alcoholic because it's rare that I drink. Like buying these the six packs, first time I've had beer. Holy crap! In almost a month and a half, or more than that. You know, I don't I don't drink to get drunk is what I'm saying. I'll have one or two and I'm good. You know, mm -hmm. um, as we said, but I still like it. It's an acquired taste. I don't know. There's a lot of people that don't care for beer, but I love beer. Hot summer day, you probably should be drinking water. First, hydrate yourself, and then later, once you're hydrated, have yourself a beer. But I would there sit in go. our swing, sit in our swing under our tree, nice breeze, have a beer around the, around the fire. I'd like to have a nice ice-cold beer. You know, one of those things. But I think beer is, is, a, a, is a thing that if you have one a day, and this is a medical fact. I'm not making this up. Uh, even with ladies who uh, breastfeed, my wife and my daughter both would have a, a beer a day because that helps breastfeeding and there's a lot of nutrients in it. People don't realize. I'll, I'll tell you to go watch this doc documentary. It's called How Beer Saved the World. And it's still very true. If you do not abuse this product, okay, one beer a day is good for you. Mm -hmm. You know, it does a lot of things to your body. I'm not, don't go drink 16 in an hour, 
you know. I've been through that. I had alcoholic stepdads. I'm just saying, I don't promote alcoholism, but you know, if you're going to drink responsibly and you have a beer, do your thing. But it's, uh, you know, it's good for you, man. You know, just don't abuse oh, yeah. it. It's like anything, it's like anything that you, you put in your body, like cigars. Drew's a cigar man. I got cigars. I just had one the other night. Um, you know, I do a cigar once in a while. Um, I got to fill my humidor here this week. That means something I'll do today. And I tell everybody it's, you know, if you're a smoker, that's, do your thing. I felt my humidor this morning. Well, there's, there's people, there's people that smoke all their lives and they're fine. I'm not a guy that thinks that, well, you're smoking, you're going to get cancer. I've never, I've never believed in that because you know, I had relatives that lived and they died of old age and they were smoking from the time they were 14. You know, I'm not saying it's the best thing in the world for us. I, I didn't mean to get on a PSA about that. I do cigars. I like cigars with some some whiskey. I get a peach pecan whiskey. Again, product placement. They don't pay Drew and I, you know, to say anything about this. But I drink this stuff called uh, Old Cabin, and you can buy it at Myers. Twenty dollars, twenty dollar whiskey, and it is damn good. It's pecan peach whiskey, and it is so good i i got so many people hooked on that that if we take it to places to visit when not it's gone everybody's drinking it it's gone so i when i bring it home i gotta hide it because you know well, and, people- and, and you know Dan, danny as long as he's known me he knows you know i'm i'm not a, a drinker yeah he doesn't um, drink at all no no <laughs> listen i will admit having a cigar sitting outside with your Whiskey, it's a way to let the world just go hump itself. You know, there it's, I'm in that mode where people start blowing up my phone and I'm having a cigar and whiskey. I, I, I turn the phone off. It's like, yeah, I'm in a place now, man. I'm just kind of chilling. And you know, I mean, we'll what better way to spend a summer day than grilling some burgers or something on the grill? You've got a right. nice cold beer sitting there. Yep. You know, yep. big old juicy tomato and some lettuce and stuff and oh, a cold geez. beer sitting there. Dude, it's there's no better way to spend an afternoon. I haven't eaten yet. Neither have I. <laughs> I know where I'm going. Um, yeah, he's Ta- right. Tacos tonight in our house, bud. That does sound good. I know we went, I went and visited Tom Birkenbach yesterday and they had Taco Thursday. That's what he calls it. Um, I'm going to go get a burger. I think I'm going to do the burger thing and get the wife around and do some, I got to do some errands, but, uh, yeah, you know, again, talking about beer, it's just, it's an American staple. It's, it's a thing all across the globe, but here in America, like I said, don't abuse it, you know? And if you got a problem with drinking, I always tell my friends and people go see somebody, you know, I, I think that there's functional alcoholics also out here in the world that as long as you're not driving drunk and crashing cars and, exactly you know, a- a- alienating all your friends. people <laughs> yeah and you're alienating your friends i mean if you've got it in an area you know there's there's good bad and the ugly attached to that but hey the way i look at it bud stars and stripes little white-headed birds baseball and beer i mean come on yep base oh that's a good one i should have added that see drew dog this is why you got to be on the show more often we're going to have you on a, on a on a uh, every so often basis. How's that sound? That sounds good to me. Just let me know. Yeah, if you and Dragon, because then I got somebody to talk to, and it's not me just me hearing myself talk. You know. Um, yeah, baseball. I'm excited. I'm going to give you a guess at which team which team I follow. I don't have the hat down here, and I don't have anything up in here. 
I'm a Tiger guy. I've been a Tiger guy from day one, uh, even when they were so terrible. Remember the 70s? Rusty Staub. And they, they, you couldn't pay them to get a win. But we followed them. We, I mean, I, now I understand what my brother, you know, once I put that in perspective, Drew, I can understand why my brother continually is a Lions fan. But then again, I don't, because at least the Tigers went to the World Series a couple times in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Lord. Good Lord. But yeah, baseball. I love baseball. Um, you know what, dude? That's something that we should do with the group. I don't know how many people in the group are into baseball, but we should plan a Tiger trip or a, a White Sox trip or something. Oh, I figured you wanted to like take the group to a... a a game so we could investigate why the losers gave up the ghost. Do that too. There's a great book out there, buddy called go the ghosts of baseball. I think that's what it's called. The guy was on coast to coast and it's all about haunted ballparks. And of course, you know, original Yankee stadium, you know, seeing Babe Ruth's ghost. And I think, you know, and it, and it can be in the new stadiums too. Um, you know, being that the spirit might follow the team around itself. That's Very cool possible. that you mentioned that. You know, there's some – we've had a lot of Detroit Tiger guys that are here from Michigan, like Charlie Maxwell lived in Paw and there was somebody my wife just mentioned that played for the Tigers that lived in uh, Bloomingdale. Speaking of which, I'll tell you and all the audience here online, now that we've gone out of our beer segment, we're going to take we're going to take another last – we're going to take our last break, play some music, and we'll come back with final thoughts. But um, I got a friend in Bloomingdale who is the president of the Historical Society there. Uh, was my old boss at K College. So I'm going to go there to talk to her at some point, either not, you know, some point later today or maybe tomorrow because I got a lot going on today. Yeah, you can tell. I got a lot going on today. I'm a busy guy doing a podcast because I'm not going on. Um, Dan, yeah. Uh, for those for those of you that live in central Michigan, by the way, you can see uh, this nutty guy right here uh, tomorrow. At uh, Midland Mall Comic Con. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's going to take off tomorrow and go up there. I wish, being part of his Ghostbuster group, I wish I could go with him. But you know, this last minute stuff, finding somebody to watch the eighty-four-year-old grandma. Right. There'll be right. other conventions. There'll be there other will. conventions. There will. We got stuff coming on this side of the state that you should be able to come out to. You know, we'll, we'll get it done. But yeah, I thought you were going to say you can see this nutty guy in most of your post offices. Well, I didn't kind of kind of looks out, like that. Good job. Yeah, if you see this picture, that that's or this, that's me in the post office. I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, we're going to be at the Midland Comic Con in Midland, Michigan, folks. Anybody watching, wherever you may be, if you're in Michigan, you can make it up there. Um, it's quite a big mall. I, I've never been there. Um, one of my Ghostbusters has headed that up, and I kind of filled in, and he's going to be there too. So we're going to kind of make a, a little trip of it. But my buddy Randy Reynolds will be there with all the Monsters Incorporated. He builds life-size monsters incorporated costumes which he his people wear and he's also got grimlock everybody know what transformers is of course you do uh he's got life-size transformers that's how i met randy he builds those um plus he's an owasso ghostbuster he has the owasso ghostbuster uh team so i think he's gonna be doing main, mainly more of his stuff league of enchantment people i think are going to be there those are some of my friends who do superman batman wonder woman all those all those people um my buddy, Crystal Daly, give her a shout out. She's going to be there with her Star Trek group. She's going to be do Ghostbusters and then also Star Trek. So she's there with her ship, USS Septarian. 
Um, I'm also a crew member, but I'm going to be doing my Ghostbuster thing and all sorts of stuff. Comic books, a lot of kids stuff. They're having laser tag, um, some sort of laser tag thing in one end of the mall. It's a huge mall. And uh, I'm across from a sports place where they got pinball machines and laser tag guns and different things. And um, at least that's what it, it looked like on the walkthrough you did yesterday. Um, my first time there, I'd been through Midland a hundred times going up to, what is it, Flint or Saginaw, whatever's up there. Um, so now I get to kind of stop and, and smell the roses, I guess. Uh, but come and see us. But Drew, Drew, you'll be, you know, you'll be along with us. Like I said, we got stuff coming up here. Um, we're doing the Duda Parade June 4th in Kalamazoo. So if you if you got a way to come up, you can walk with us in the parade, you know. Um, and they do it weather, regardless of weather. So there's been times we've walked in a little bit of sprinkling. And, you know, the cool part is I'm driving my car. So, you know, you can just jump in the jump in the seat. Now the hopefully, other guys can walk. Hopefully we can get the siren fixed. Yeah, I'm going to be working on that. That's another project that I, I thought if I was going to be indoors, mm. I'd probably mess with. I got a brand new siren, yeah, to wire in. I need somebody who knows what they're doing with the wiring. Because uh, I, I built a, a switch, but I just got to hook it up. That's for the light. But the siren, I got a, under the hood this time rather than up top. That way yeah. the weather and stuff isn't getting to it as much. And uh, hopefully you can hear it. But, you know, it does sounds and I can yell at people over it. It's kind of fun. Um what else is going on that we're doing over here? We got uh, April. We have the mm. Tulip City Comic Con. I think that's April or March. Uh, we're supposed to be at that. And then Nashville, Michigan, which is close to me. Um, they're doing their very first Nashville Comic Con Toy Fair. So, again, you, you know, you can make it up to that. Um, I can, you know, we can figure out a ride situation or something. Um, that's close by. And I work with Angie and I do. Uh, uh, paranormal lecture there every year, but enough about me. Um, so we're doing some stuff here. Yeah. Also ghost of Rama. Uh, you'll see that I played that ad during the show folks and drew plays it, you know, on his shows. We would mm -hmm. like to see you out there August 20th. Um, I think everybody's in for a good time, you know, <coughs> Midwest para historical society, uh, you know, living history's mysteries, uh, Randy, you know, real paranormal and Tommy amongst the tombstones amongst people they know that they've invited. So there's, it's going to be a bevy of paranormal groups. So it's free to the public guys, August 20th, you know, we're going to keep advertising all year round. Plus you'll start seeing oh, more yeah. ads for, for Frankenfest. I want to not leave Jerry out. He's my partner in that. So Frankenfest, Frankenfest is coming up soon too. So I got to make a, I got to do an audio, like an ad for that. But Frankenfest is going to be held at the Turner Dodge house. Second year in a row, um, I will be there doing my paranormal lecture thing. Um, but you'll have Ghostbusters there, vendors, just, just like Ghost Rama, but different, a little different. Uh, this is um, Jerry and his sister's program. And a uh, lot of cool stuff there. Just a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Frankenstein's monster being the focus of what it, what it kind of surrounds. <clears throat> Damn, I got to stop. Uh, wait. Yeah, that is somebody I know. That hair. Yeah, okay, that joke, that's a bad joke. <clears throat> you got to keep the pubes out of my, my mouth. Um, what the hell was I saying? It's it Basically, it surrounds, this is the big dog show. It's everywhere, and, and then it's nowhere. Um, it's Something about Frankenstein's pubes, I don't know. Yeah, Frankenstein's pubes are going to be on display. They're monstrous pubes, huge. I'm, I'm um, sure. 
So it surrounds the mystique of Frankenstein's monster, which those of you who call that Frankenstein, I always want to kick people because it's like, listen, Frankenstein is the doctor. Just giving you some info. Frankenstein is the doctor that is the monster. I don't even know if he has a name. I don't know if they ever gave him a name. You can call him Gus for all I care. But uh, it surrounds the mystique of that. Plus, you know, there's a little paranormal involved, which is me. Very little paranormal. Um, and then the rest is, like I said, it's vendors. We even have a lady that sells uh, stained glass vaginas. I am not making that up. I am not making that up. She's there every year, and she's got all sorts of adult stained glass that I'm just like, wow, this is uh, pretty interesting and unique. Uh, we had snakes and lizards there because, you know, a lot of people do the snake lizard thing. We got people there doing tattoo. We had people there with doing piercings. I mean, I saw some stuff there that I just thought, well, this is interesting, for, but it, it fits. It's just vendors doing a little bit of everything. And, and I, you know, not that I, I don't love my wife because I do. She's sexy and beautiful and gorgeous. But I'm going to tell you, there's a lot of hot-ass women, goth women and, and stuff that attend these things. So if you want to see some TNA, come out and look at the menu. You just come on out and enjoy yourself. You know, lots, a lot of good things. So Frankenfest, uh, I think it's set. I don't, I want to get the, let me pull the dates up because I want to do Jerry right, you know, because he's my partner. And so I'm, I'm going to pull this up. Everybody bear with me. You know, where I come from, they call that window shopping. You, you have no intention on buying, but you know, much, much like the woman with the Michael Kors purse, she's always looking for another Michael Kors purse. She loves hers, but she's always looking for another style. Yep. You know, just to get an idea of what's out there, we're the same way with women. We are. We are. I admit it. You know, my wife looks at, you know, good looking guys and it's like, look, there's, there's other beautiful people in the world. I don't get, I am, I am confident enough in where I'm at with my relationship. I don't get upset by that. If I'm looking at tits and ass, I imagine she's looking at abs and cock. I don't, I don't know what she's looking well, at. And my you know? wife's the same way. We've always been loyal and honest with each other. And she flat out right. told me if she's ever driving down the road and sees Jason Momoa, uh, hitching a ride, she's probably going to throw him in the back seat and have her way with him before she takes him where he wants to go. She's going to take yeah. him a few places he didn't intend on going first, you know? <laughs> right. and, and I, and I told her the same thing. You know, if I'm ever driving down the road and, and, and I see Scarlett Johansson sitting beside the road holding a gas can, I'm going to fill her tank. Then I'll take her to the gas station. Wow. You're going to fill a tank twice. And your wife is going to end up giving him a, you know, a ride that he won't forget. The same. I get you, man. I get you. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm into still some of the older women that we kind of. I don't want to say we grew up with, but we did, you know, like, I, I don't care. I, you, some of them are older, but I still think they're good looking. You know, I mean, Adrian Barbeau, I'd still do her. I'd rock her world. You know, um, there's a couple of them out You'd there. probably Beverly break her De hip. Beverly, De uh, yeah, well, it, Beverly D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. I always had the hots for her. Um, I can't, I'm trying to think of somebody new that, you know, that's out there that I, I find sexy. I mean, there's. There's quite a few women, you know, that have done movies that are damn good looking, but we won't go there. That's a, that's a whole nother show. We'll do a whole show on that. I'll list. We should. That's our next show. Where, when I have you on, we'll talk about all these um, women. But uh, Frankenfest, okay? So in, in Lansing, Michigan, everybody hear me. Frankenfest, Lansing, Michigan at the Turner Dodge House, June 25th, June 25th, 2022. 
that's a good month to have that. And I yours truly will be there. If I can get crazy Drew Dog over here, um, which we'll have a discussion about that. So if I go there and I can have you go with me and, you know, you're okay to be with me for the weekend. Um, cause what I did is I go in a day before I help with a little bit of setup and I do my setup and then we're there for that weekend. Uh, I think, did we do it two days or one day? I think it's one day. It's one day, June 25th. Um, spend the night, do the event, and then we come home that night. So, if, you know, if you're all right with spending the night there and us doing our thing, um, have you along and I'll shoot, have you make you part of that lecture. You know, share, talk to people about paranormal and what we do. So there's the end. Okay. Um, and then also in September, September 17th, put that on your calendar, 2022. We are doing it again also in Detroit at, take everybody take a breath, at Fort um. Wayne in Detroit. Fort Wayne in Detroit. Very cool place. A uh, little touchy about some paranormal stuff, but I will tell you that being that I usually get there a little later uh, in the day or the afternoon, you, it's always inevitable because of my schedule and things that are going on here. Um, we'll try to get there early, but um, being the last ones there and setting up and whatnot, you know, I had some weird shit happen there. Um, and I, I was talking with somebody out loud and also over my ghost box, a female, uh, was talking to me in the setup hall. So I don't know if we're going to be doing a lecture there or not, because again, we had some idiots who were there at our event last year, a paranormal group. I told Drew about this. I'm not going to say their name out here. Um, and this is what they do. They go into places without permission and they film themselves and they think they're cool. They think they're cool as shit for doing this. And uh, they went into a room and broke the lock and bro- you know damaged the door. Uh, I saw the video and Fort Wayne's taking legal action against them and they should. And these are the yep. kind of, I just, just my message. These are the kind of idiot assholes that ruin it for the rest of us. And I, I would never do that, you know? Um, yep. yep. So I agree. Now I, gotta, I agree. And, I and, and here's my PSA, you know, anyone who does, uh, uh urban exploration, paranormal investigations, things like that. Before we ever go into a cemetery or go into an abandoned building or anything like that, we always get a hold of the city. We get a hold of the local law enforcement, county law enforcement, and state law enforcement. And we let them know when we're going to be there, how many people are going to be there, when we're going to be leaving. That way there is no communication issues and no laws being broken. Don't take the chances because yeah, a lot of these yeah. places will butt rape you. If you get caught trespassing at night when they have posted closing times and stuff, they will they will lock you away and throw the key. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. I mean, we still do some creeping and we do some stuff after hours. We'll do I'm gonna be transparent here. And I'll do this on the paranormal show. I've said it on there too. You know, if there's cemeteries that aren't gated, you know, they're not posted hours or certain things we've gone into them. Cause I know with my crew and my people, we're not in there tipping over headstones and I've run into a law officer, you know, sheriff's department or something might roll up on us. It's rare. Um, but they've called up and we tell them what we're doing and just say, well, okay, you know, guys, you're cool. Uh, just be careful. Or it's like, well, you're really not supposed to be in here. Um, and then we're like, okay. And then we're gone. 
you know, and then we'll come back in daylight hours. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that we don't do some of that. You know, we've been, we've, we've gone up to, as Drew said, I've gone up to abandoned places and I, if there's a neighbor, I'll go over and knock on the door and say, do you know who owns this property? And they say, well, it's been abandoned for years. We don't know who owns it. But, you know, I said, well, we'd like to just go in and look around if it's safe because some places are not safe. Um, or can we yeah, take, yeah. walk around the property, take fi- pictures? Cause I, I got a book out called dead places on blurb.com, which you could buy. It's a coffee table book. And that's what I did. And so now you've got, you've, you've got permission from a neighbor to, you know, so they don't call the cops and you can go in there. And like you said, just be smart about it. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. We've it's actually cool taken police it. officers to investigations with us. Right. And they right. love it. They love it. They'll be like, Oh my God, dude, how many times have we cruise through here at one, two o'clock in the morning? This is awesome being out here doing what you guys do yeah and as as i can show some of you on here you know you'll see that we're there southern michigan paranormals but you know we'll have drew there with us if we can get him to come along and he will be my special guest and uh, we will talk about his stuff and of course look at that the coalition of ghostbusters detroit ghostbusters uh ghostbusters detroit will be there it's supposed to be a coalition but uh, we'll be there with Eric and his crew. That's his crew. And then, of course, Jurassic Park set up and Mystery Machine. There's just a whole bunch of things going on. And there's Stacy. Everybody say hi to Stacy. Unrestricted Radio hi. will be there broadcasting hi, live. Yeah, she's going to be there broadcasting live. Uh, Haunted Mitten, who's on our on our network, will be there. Uh, as is Sinister, Strange, and Suspicious, they are also on our network doing crime stories and just weird stories. Um all sorts of fun will happen, so please. I'm going to start bucking that, too. Um, that's an important thing for Jerry, and we, we had a great turnout last year, and Fort Wayne is, is so cool and interesting um, in and of itself. Yeah, it, 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 any of those commercials that you set up for your own shows, please send me copies, and I will be more than happy. Right. Like I did right. with the ghost Arama thing to play them on all my live streams and stuff. Well, I appreciate that. Um, and I know he will. So we got to get you out there, Mr. Drew dog. Um, we're going to take our last break, which is a couple, you know, few minutes of music. Um, I try to pick some things that you haven't heard. Sometimes you might hear some repeats of stuff. Um, but you will hear this, this program on unrestrictedradio.com on Saturday nights. Anywhere between 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or 9 or uh, 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then I may throw it in on Sunday, too, just to repeat so you guys can hear us uh, talk about all the crazy shit we've talked about. Um, we're going to play some music and we will be back. You know, I'm going to throw in, I'm going to throw in a little uh, Man of Constant Sorrow and a little bit of bluegrass stuff that I like and maybe a couple other surprises. Uh, and we'll be back for more right after this and we if are back i we... was a girl Whoa. i keep touching my boobs what we're back we're yeah live? I... <laughs> yeah we're live i if you were touching ah. i'm a guy if i had boobs i wouldn't leave the house we wouldn't have any need to just saying take that as you will take it as you will um Thanks for listening to the music. And as I said, uh, you know, you had the dates there. Please go back. You had the dates for, um, I was going to say Ghost Rama is August 20th, uh, which it is. And we're going to be in Hartford, Michigan. Uh, I believe we go from 1 to 7 p.m., if I remember my my time slots correctly. I believe that's it. And you will have heard the ad on here. You know, I made an ad for it. 
Um, the other thing I want you to pay attention to is what we just talked about, which is Frankenfest. Now, though, I want to advertise these and tell you folks about this because it's coming up before ours. Um, the September one, not so much, but um, in between that, so before, in June June 25th, go to frankenfest.com, and you can pull up the stuff. You can click on there to enter. It's in Lansing, Michigan at the Turner Dodge House. Now, I've had the opportunity to walk around with people and do a ghost box session. I have not had the opportunity to ever investigate it because she too had a bad run in with some idiot people who write books and they're paranormal morons. Uh, that seems to be the case a lot now. Um, but Barbara is a, a great person. She has literally saved this house one single handedly. I mean, she's had a little bit of help here and there, but um, we're glad to be there with her again. And she's an awesome individual and uh, we'll see how that, how that goes, but I will be there to do a lecture. Um, you know, we're going to get Drew Dog here to be with us uh, on that. And I'm going to try to see if you can, I can get him and kidnap him in September and bring him to the Detroit Fort Wayne. I know he wants to see Fort Wayne. Oh, I yeah. Know you yeah. Be, being a historian, you know, going to uh, his, uh, Fort Wayne in Detroit, of course, you know, I always do events at historic Fort Wayne in Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, the 1812 Fort. Uh, that's right there on the river, but to, to go to, you know, Fort Wayne in Detroit, Michigan, as key as it was. Oh yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So. And look up the history. You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you know, there were wars there and stuff. No, no, this fort was put in later as Drew had kind of alluded to the forts farther in, you know, the original forts farther in town. Uh, and you can find remnants and there's still historical markers, but this was put up later uh, and it served a lot of civil war stuff and different things that happened. It was even a training center for, you know, during world war one and world war two. Um, so it, it, it had a barracks there. And like I said, we had our setup in the main barracks hall, which overlooks, you know, the parade grounds. And there's some buildings that are not on that parade grounds anymore, but you're still inside the ramparts and, I saw something out there, uh, two of my people, including Stacy Lee from Unrestricted, went out there and they saw somebody standing out there by the uh, rampart that has the flagpole. And they, when they got closer, that person wasn't there. Um, and we're the only people there. We're by ourselves outside the security people at the front gate. So take that as you will. Plus the lady who was yelling at me in, in the hall as I was finishing my setup and then, you know, said hello to me, told me your name, and then that was it. Um, so... That is September 17th. Again, mark your calendars. September 17th, uh, you know, um, that is Frankenfest in Detroit uh, at Fort Wayne. It is, it's just an amazing place. And don't miss it. Don't miss it. Jerry puts on a great show. You know, he's got his DJ stuff there. Uh, you know, there's always music playing. He's always advertising people. He's got a group that's been at both places. And they're called circus something or other, but they're they're on those large red ribbons, and they swing, and they do acrobatics, and they do flame stuff, and hula hoops, and um, I thought I thought he was talking about maybe having a, a magician there this year. It's family friendly outside the the stained glass vaginas. Uh, there's there was just so much, and there were food trucks, Jurassic Park. I mean, shit, what do you want? What more do you want? Ghostbusters, paranormal guys, come on. You know, come see us. Um, Drew, it has been fun just shooting the shit and having you on the show. Oh, um, yeah. Always. Need to need to make this kind of a semi-regular thing. I enjoy having you on here. Most definitely. I'll be more than happy to. Yeah, yeah. So, everybody, tell everybody where they can find you again before we sign off here. 
All right. Um, I can be found. My videos, my live streams, and the videos of our investigations can all be found at YouTube at Living Histories Mysteries. Or at sexysumbitch.com, right? Or sexysumbitch.com. <laughs> we'll, we'll both be on there. I think we should, listen, hear me out here. Hear me out before we end the show. I think we should do a paranormal calendar of, of guys in the group and sell it to women out there and see how much money we make. Not saying nude. I'm just saying we clothes, dress, whatever, do a pose. I, 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 I think you're, I think you're dead on with that one. Could do the girls too. I've seen it done and groups have made some money for their, for their group. So yeah. there's that. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Any final words, hey, man? Any final words? God only knows. All the crazy people watching and listening. <clears throat> well, you know, always be safe. Always follow the law. Always. There, there's no better spokesman for you out there than yourself. So just, you know, always do things on the up and up. Always be honest until you can't. And always stay safe. Yes, those are those are my sentiments exactly. And just, you know, try to get along. You know, as I close every program, I tell everybody it doesn't cost you a damn thing to share a smile and be nice to somebody. They might be different Amen. than you politically, you know, uh, you know, racial, whatever it may be. It costs you nothing. You know, we're, you know, everybody, ble- I, I guarantee you if I stab you, we all bleed the same. I've seen it. I haven't stabbed anybody. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I ran over him with a car. Oh, I was starting to say, I, wait a second. I didn't run over him with a car. No hate mail. I shot him. Um, it's just a joke, folks. We all bleed the same. People put on pants. You know, like I said, you just try to get along. It'll make yourself, you know, it'll make the world better. It makes you better. And if they don't want to get along with you, that's on them. You know, if they're, they're ridden with hate and everything else, that's all they're ever going to be. But you do, do your part. As Drew said, do your part on the up and up. And if you cannot be kinder and smarter, please be quieter. This is the big dog. This is Drew Dog. And we want you guys to be safe and happy. And I love how uh, Drew ends his morning coffees. That God bless you and God love you because you know we do. Can I borrow that? Uh, yeah, but you got to say it right. Well, you say it right. You close it out. Fantastic. I'll do it. Until next time, guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. God bless you. God love you. We do. We'll see you next time.